it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. We got Ryan on location from from Howdy. his hotel I'm room. From up in Boston where it's cold. Apparently this thing called winter is still going on. We don't get this in February, especially <laughs> late February. Actually, we are getting it right now. It's cold yeah. as crap down here. It's snowing here. Well, it's not that cold. Yeah, I don't know uh, what to do with that. But it's, get little, it's getting close. <laughs> got a little flash floods last night, man. Well, it's oh, supposed nice. to freeze tonight, too. Yeah. It gets up uh, to close to freezing where I'm from. That's a nice day yeah. this time of year. True. We've also we <laughs> we also really... have Chris Chris Kapsner with us this evening. Who that was? Thanks for having so, me, uh, Chris. Why don't you up. introduce yourself before we go over our beers for the night? Uh, sure. Uh, well, I'm from uh, Northern Minnesota. Uh, live up in Duluth right now, and I've been playing uh, Warhammer since 2002. Played role playing games and stuff like that up to that point, and then. Uh, Shifted over to Kings of War after uh, our our game blew up. So I've been playing mm-hmm. Kings of War since uh, uh, shortly after the Lady of the Lake this last year in August. So nice. Well, I mean, we're super happy you hopped in on the KOW train too, because I mean, you're one of the competitive players up there in Midwest, and it's just it, it seemed a little scattered for a while. We were a little worried we were going to lose a bunch of our Midwest buddies and. You know, that we it's wouldn't still see them, you know. Oh, I know, I know. But I mean, if we can, if we can hold on to the guys that you know we hung out with the most, that'd be that'd be awesome for us. So I mean, yeah, we're sure. all in. So, so I'm Chris can be best. joining us for the evening, and we'll we'll be going over we'll be going over Lady of the Lake here in a second. But before we get to that, it's time for the beer phase. Mark, what you drinking? What you drinking out of? All right, uh, I have got. A leftover fade to black that that you still haven't come oh, and pick up. Oh, you still got it, huh? Nice. Well, oh, not not anymore. I just opened it. Yeah, um, nice. That's a good beer. Drinking it out of my A and M official university sealed glass. And uh, I thought about cracking open that other one that you left over here the other day, but I didn't want to be that mean because I knew we only had one of those. So what did yeah. it was? What was the other one I left over there? It's that fuzzy eyeball or oh, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, hairy eyeball from Lager yeah, Lagunitas. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to open that without you. So That's good. I've had it before. Yeah. Drinking the fade to black. Sweet. Ryan from On Location in Bostonia. 
Um, I'm going with a Harpoon Cernobog. It's their Russian Imperial Stout because I'm in Boston and figured I'd pick a brewery I'm fond of from Boston. I'm drinking it straight from the bottle because my options are from the bottle or in the little styrofoam cup I'll need for my crappy instant coffee in the morning. Mm, instant coffee. Mm. Jeff, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I was going to ask Chris what he's drinking first, just in case he is. <laughs> it's the beer phase. I had to ask. I, I know, I know, and uh, yeah, I am drinking an Echinacea tea <laughs> out of my uh, a handcrafted pottery mug that's very large from a local artisan up here. Uh, anybody who knows me well knows brewed. that I, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really drink beer. I'm always the designated driver. Which, good, by man. the way, I made many trips to Austin and was the uh, designated driver when I was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. So uh, I've been on the party scene. I just don't drink a lot. We we <laughs> love having a DD. That's easy, man. I, I am fortunate enough to have a good friend who went to Specs the other day and noticed that I had not been there or I was blind. So he picked up the only bottle of Lakewood um mole temptress that was left in the entire store somehow this is still existing so i cracked that bad boy tonight and i'm going to be drinking it thanks to mark so you're finally drinking that huh oh i i was waiting to savor it man i love this beer you, you know it's funny I love you, it. you wait like maybe two more months and the next round is going to be up mm-hmm. yeah i think that's why i kept on waiting i was like i gotta have like my in between yeah. on it yeah, as soon as I get done with this raspberry temptress, it'll be it'll be mole time again. Yeah, the raspberry I can take or leave, but the mole is money. Gonna stock up on it this year. So, anyway, beer phase out of the way. We're uh we got Chris on tonight because um we got uh, a couple of things we're gonna talk to him about. One of them being uh, his tournament, uh, Lady of the Lake. So, uh, Chris, why don't you take it away? Make sure you talk about pretty much everything um and make sure you mention those sweet awards that you got because that is a cool 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 draw man oh thank you yeah the uh the lady of the lake gt will be going on uh, july 30th and 31st up in duluth minnesota um you can find us on the the, our website we actually have a couple of urls uh, that go to point to the same site so if you just uh, type in the lady of the lake gt.com you should go there but also uh, lake swat fantasy.com and you'll find our podcast and our uh, gt information and also kind of our uh, our blog in our news section that we have going on so you can see some videos of my models and recent projects and things like that i'll try but, to remember uh, to put that in the notes for those that are <laughs> i'll try i'm not yeah. promising i'll try to remember <laughs> oh, i get it <laughs> um but yeah uh the lady of the lake gt is um i I'm just really enjoying uh, running it, and we're we're giving away a ton of awards. Uh, I think we have something like 16 awards we're giving away uh, this oh, year. Oh, nice! So, uh, and the top two awards are um, uh, the best overall gets uh, to draw a sword from the stone. That is, uh, it's an engraved sword with the year and the Lady of the Lake symbol on it. Uh, I told my and... wife, and I'm like, I really want to go just to get the sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Mule won it the first time, so you have yeah. to go take, take that away from him. Um, and then uh, the, the uh, best overall also gets a custom trophy, which is um, it's a grail goblet with a, uh, a hand. Well, one of our, our local players made a, uh, 
an arm coming out of the water. Uh, there's oh, there's nice. like a, a water that's uh, that we've we put down in the in the cup itself, and then the arm comes out and it holds a sword coming out of the goblet, and that's up on a, a wooden pedestal with a plaque on it. So uh, it's it's quite the trophy for best overall, and nice. uh, and then best appearance wins a similar trophy, only held in the lady's hand is a paintbrush. Um, it, those are our top two awards. And then we have just a, we have multiple team awards. We're giving away um, three different team awards, uh, basically for um, the best club awards for most battle points of the top three players from a club, most, uh, well, top sports, combined sports scores for the top three players in a club and uh, combined appearance scores. So we're giving away three, pl three plaques or trophies for that. We haven't quite decided if we're bumping it up to uh, small trophies or, or sticking with our plaques from last year. Nice. And uh, we also are giving doing a uh, miniature painting, individual miniature painting contest, and uh, giving away three awards for that for second and third place in that. So lots of awards to give, some fun awards to give. We're giving away an award for like the person that travels the farthest. We're giving a rookie of, a of the year award away. Uh, we're giving a bloodiest general award away for the person that comes in last place. Um, <laughs> just all kinds of fun awards like that. So it keeps things fun. And, nice. uh, and we do like to do um, a charity. And uh, we do last year, we did a, uh, a food bank charity where locally we have a, uh, an organization called Second Harvest that uh, every dollar donated to them turns into $10 worth of food from um, kind of a, we have a, a grocery store chain here that has a, a, a deal worked out with them. So they give them $10 worth of food for every dollar turned in. And uh, we raised uh, over $1,200 last year, which turned wow. into $12,000 worth of food for a local food shelf, which is just awesome. That's awesome. Holy yeah. crap, dude. Yeah. I thought our, <laughs> I thought our tournament charity did well, but holy crap, $12,000. Yeah, I was really impressed. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I we had, try and I do had... the same type of thing with our stuff. Always add a little charity bonuses to our stuff just because we like to give back to the community as well. That's awesome, man. That's That's great. Yeah, for sure. I was so happy last year, you know, when I, I came down there for Lone Wolf uh, that you guys were doing a, a food shelf thing was was great. And I didn't travel down with food, but I went to before I went to Lone Wolf, uh, I went to a grocery store, picked up some stuff to bring to your event uh, for the, the charity donation. So that was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, uh, man. Are you guys doing are you guys doing that again? Yep, absolutely. Year? Still doing cool. it. Yeah. Cool. Um. Other uh, so so uh, as far as the charity goes, it's a raffle, and we we have a lot of prizes to give away. I think this year we're going to end up with a bunch of buildings from uh, Foreground, actually. Uh, oh, they got packages. some cool stuff. I they really some of their do. Stuff. They have some really cool stuff. Yeah, uh, the buildings are amazing. I can't believe that uh, you know they they come virtually. It looks like they're painted, but they're really not. It's just on yeah. different uh, different colors of of wood Did, core. Was it you that reached out to them? to do a sponsorship for like a table worth of terrain for your tournament? So I reached out to two different uh, companies actually to do that. And um, Custom Kingdoms sponsored a, a table and they mm -hmm. gave me all of their buildings uh, for free uh, to put on the on table one. And so I did cool. that and they gave me another building to put on the, uh, uh, the table to give away as part of the raffle. Oh, cool. Um, foreground will sponsor your tournament they'll give you like a 60 percent discount if you spend a certain dollar amount as their, as oh, okay. their sponsorship so i i think i'm considering doing that just to do a couple different tables i mean we i have pretty good terrain that i make but i, I just think that'd be kind of cool to have a little differing stuff so yeah 
Yeah, it, they have some neat fantasy buildings, and they have some great uh, like Norse. If you're wanting to do like a Norse theme or mm-hmm. something like that, they have some. Great yeah, I think their stuff that. is really cool. I, I pretty quick to put together and looks nice. So right, right. Yeah, um, and then as far as uh, the event goes, it, I like to make unique events that uh, you can't really get the same experience anywhere else. So we all love um, that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're um, we're using ter- uh, basically scenario cards, and instead of you know handing you a tournament pack and says you know here's your you know game one, this is your scenario, game two, here's your scenario, and so on. Um, what I'm doing is basically you're handed a pack of six cards and you're allowed to play one of each for the tournament. And kind of like uh, masters did in like year one, year two. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So, well, not, uh, it must've been year two. Cause I, well, year they did one, in year two. Yeah, yeah. 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 Year two and three. We did it. Right. I, I love that situation because I've, you know, I've been to, to tournaments and I've run into the army where you, it, the table is working against yeah. you, and the scenario is working against you from based on the opponent that you're playing. And uh, if you could just change around the scenarios, it would just make it for a more even game. Uh, so that just kind of allows you to do that. And uh, uh, five of them are kind of your standard uh, scenarios out of the well. A couple of them are standard scenarios out of the book. And pillage and loot. I love I love those two scenarios. Um, then I have a, a scenario in there for send the messenger. Basically, you're trying to get a, a unit out the the other side of the table um and then uh, gut your army basically uh, you have to kill their most expensive unit and you get victory points for that uh and then uh, the other one is leave them leaderless so if you kill all their heroes if they have no heroes left on the table after the game uh, you get the victory points for that nice and then um the the last one is uh, called lower your opponent's guard and uh, you get 500 victory points for buying your opponent a beer <laughs> <laughs> nice but in, in uh, all, all, all I, will, cases... I will let people do that one multiple yeah. times you can get 2,000 right. points off of me how about if, that if I go well, everybody should stack. draw that one against me <laughs> everyone you can't buy four beers for 2,000 points um, I'll allow it I will don't allow. listen to Chris it will happen I'll let you do it <laughs> save, that nice. beer. save the beer one for me <laughs> nice. I, I came but I didn't win anything I don't know why but I drank a lot of beer <laughs> well, with with all of these scenario cards, um, you're you're playing them before you pick your sides, uh, and uh, you're basically you know uh, showing them to your opponent at the same time they're showing showing mm-hmm. them to you. Yeah, and uh, you both play both scenarios that are shown. Uh, so if uh, you know one person picks send the messenger and the other one picks loot, well, you set up for both, and you're both trying to do the messenger and you're both trying to do loot at the same time. Uh, yeah. So it's it's going to add a, a real interesting dynamic to the to the games and if you for example both pick loot well you have double the tokens out there to loot away uh the other thing that i think is kind of unique for what i do is every table is preset with uh with a stand uh on it showing you your deployment zone uh so it it, your deployment zone isn't going to be based on which round you're in but it's going to be based on the table that you're at uh and uh all of the uh terrain that's on the table will be worth victory points uh so basically any units within three inches of of the terrain can capture them and they're worth various amounts of victory points uh so there's there's going to be a lot of aspects that'll go into this game that'll that'll tactically challenge people in a different way than they're they're probably used to Hmm. but i think something that's cool that you've got chris also uh that you probably were about to mention but i think i jumped the gun on you 
was you've you've got options for different spells that people can take. <laughs> Absolutely, that was the I next am, thing I was going to get to. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool, man. I'm looking through those. I like them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I was I was announcing. Well, I mean, we're going to get to talking a little bit about the Midwest and in our situation with uh, everybody going different directions. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I had made the decision early on that since our our region was getting so divided, I was going to announce. Uh, pretty early that we were going to do Kings 4 only. And um, it it was kind of a, it, the more games of Kings of War I played, the easier that decision became. And finally, we just we just announced it. We, we had yeah. opened everything up long, long before we would typically open for, uh, you know, registration and things just to try to get people interested in the game. Uh, because it, when everybody was kind of uh, in a holding pattern, not knowing what, what they were going to do, and I was talking to all these other TOs, Nobody really wanted to commit to anything. And I'm like, well, well, somebody needs to. Otherwise, we're going to yep. lose half of our region. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So That so was I all of our just, feelings, man. Yeah. And, and I was so jealous of you guys uh, for getting all on the same page so quickly. Um, but the main complaint I got back from people I was trying to talk into Kings of War was that the lack of spells. And, you know, people coming sure. from Warhammer, sure. that's uh, the first one of the first things that's going to stand out to you. Uh, so I, I did add in um some some six new spells that people can take and anyone can take them um it's going to be obviously i think some of the spells are going to be more beneficial to you know to certain armies based on how they they make their list but everybody can take them and uh do you want me to run through those spells sure or, why not yeah, yeah if you awesome. want to okay so um there's I, I, we're the Lady of the Lake, so we're basing everything off from kind of a, a Arthurian theme. Uh, so the first one's called Her Lady's Grace. Uh, it's a two dice spell. Uh, you can buy it for twenty five points, and that's any spellcaster that you have in your your uh, army can okay. can purchase these. Uh, it's a twelve inch range, and the target unit gains nimble uh, if a four plus is rolled until the player's following uh, shooting phase. Oh, so nice. <clears throat> theoretically, you could you know cast that on a unit and then be able to charge in your next turn with them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I made it through the shooting phase so that you could actually uh, utilize it on your next movement phase. Right. Um, yeah. well, healing... it, it adds oh, a ahead. wrinkle. Sorry, I was, I was going to say it adds a wrinkle too because, you know, typically you cast a spell, it's immediately effective. Now you're kind of doing the Kings of War thing where, well, you have to kind of plan everything out a little more. Yep. Usually you have to plan out that turn two, turn three. So, you know... If I have Nimble in turn two, now all of a sudden this unit has a little more viability to me where they might not have if they didn't have it. So I, right. I like that. I like that dynamic where you're you're giving it to them in the next phase. Right. So it's pretty cool. Well, thanks. Um, Healing Waters of the Lady, it can be purchased for 70 points. Uh, it's a six-dice spell. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it works just as heal, uh, but it's a 12-inch radius around the caster and affects oh, wow. all friendly units. Yeah. That could be cool. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive, but it could be really, really cool. <laughs> and it's heal um, six, right? Heal six. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to average, you know, three heals on every unit within 12 inches of that caster, which is yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Excalibur. So if somebody has that, oh, just ahead. make sure you kill them and get a right. lot of points for that caster <laughs> really quick. Yeah, that caster <laughs> will get expensive real fast. Real yeah. fast. Yeah. Uh, Excalibur is a 60-point spell. It's a two-dice spell. 12-inch range, same guidelines as Bane Chant, and the target unit receives plus one to melee and crushing strength one until the end of the turn. 
uh, and mm, okay. it does not stack with Bane Chant. So kind of like a uh, built-in fire oil, but don't have to have regen. Correct. Because you get piercing and crushing. Right. Well, no, no. I was looking they, at they get you know, plus the, one to hit, Jeff. Plus so one to hit. Plus one. Oh, melee. plus one to hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's pretty. It's it's That's a pretty solid, solid spell. Useful because yeah. you you pay forty five points just for that item to put on a unit, and yeah, this yeah. you can put wherever you want. Plus Bane Chant, essentially uh, yeah. stacking with it. So. Hmm. Pretty solid spell. I had it at like 40 points originally, and then I played, did some play testing with it, and I'm like, I better knock this up just a little bit, because <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so to be clear, you said, um, you did say spellcasters, I just, I, I feel like this is going to be a question that gets pulled up. Okay, so yep. let's say, let's say a character is able to buy spells, but doesn't inherently come with spells, and doesn't want to buy any of the stock spells, can it yep. still buy your spells? So this is how I have it worded. Uh, two sentences to so tell me if this doesn't doesn't meet. Uh, okay. I should adjust this. It says uh, sure. I, I have uh, the Lady of the Lake has blessed many armies with additional magical capabilities for this event. Any character who is normally able to cast a spell may purchase the following spells as an upgrade. Okay. Yeah, so, I think I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, like I maybe say any wizard that's or any character that's able to purchase a spell can purchase this spell. You know what I mean? And maybe it's sure. something like that. Uh, it was just a question because, like, as an abyssal player, like you have, uh, you have like th almost all of your casters except for the Efree don't actually come with a spell. You have to buy a spell, but sure. they they all have. I, options I would to rule take that them. they could buy these. Sure, sure, just sure. as they would buy those sure. in, those other spells. Just yeah. just for clarification. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Maybe I can add in a sentence there or something sure, sure. to yeah. explain that. I like that you've got it classified as character, though, so that you're not going to have people going, oh, I want my war machine or my monster. No, dude, because right. there's, there's, some, there's some units in there that have, like, wind blast, right? Mm -hmm. Like, monsters have wind blast. Exactly. You, mm -hmm. just, you, you definitely want to make sure that it says character, for sure. Yeah, I didn't want someone purchasing a you know phoenix for the Basileans and suddenly casting <laughs> oh, God, a whole bunch of different seriously? spells or something. Because <laughs> oh, because we all know the what the phoenix really needs is AOE heal instead of just heal <laughs> right. like twelve like it has or whatever. Um, so the uh, the next spell is nightly speed. Three dice. Uh, it costs thirty five points and a twelve inch range. The target unit receives plus one speed per four plus that's rolled until the player's following shooting phase. Damn. That could be... So that uh, can up catch to maximum people of 10, or can you go over 10? You can go over 10. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> I can hear my... people's buttholes collectively puckering did right you now. See, did you see my hellhounds become movement 14? <laughs> that's right, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, to get to fourteen, you'd have to have the brew of haste on them already, and then they have moved nine or two characters yeah. with that cast on them twice. Yeah. Correct, correct. Could be crazy, but yeah. But you, you your your opponent would have an opportunity to oh, adjust sure. for it because you've moved already. You've got a whole turn yeah. now. Yep. You're now you're casting yeah, a yeah. spell, yep. and now you see it coming the next turn. That's, or they so could just that's why I that really unit. like it. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why I really like that it. it's. And it's the next phase that they yeah. get the bonus because, yeah, like Jeff said, oh, that thing's move move twenty six now. Yeah, uh, watch this shoot bitch. That. <laughs> right, let's <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> annihilate that. Blow it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So the next one, uh, her lady's shield. It's a two dice spell, forty points to purchase, twelve inch range. Uh, the target unit gains plus one defense until the player's following shooting phase. Um, 
this spell may only be successfully cast upon one uh, unit once per shooting phase. So okay. you can't stack, you know, have multiple. No casters stacking with this a three plus suddenly... up to a six no, plus. No, decent, yeah. no defense exactly. eight. Is that what we're hearing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this one's really cool too. I like I like this one a lot for my low defense army. Right. Right. Uh, and then the last one, uh, Nightly Resolve, five dice spell, 30 points, 12 inch range. Uh, the target unit, uh, let's see, may target a unit engaged in combat. Target unit receives a plus one nerve for the unit until the player's following shoot shooting phase for each four plus rolled. Cool. It's a five dice spell. Boost up your nerve a little bit and hold hold your ground a little bit better. Yeah, this one's awesome too. Like yeah, we in, were for my we were talking, crappy defense army. This one is awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking a little bit after Shiloh and stuff like that, like on spell selection and stuff. And obviously, Kings, you know, when they did everything, they were trying to make everything super simple and make you know the spell selection as as even as it possibly can. A lot of players are going to hop in, and I think when three comes around, you'll probably see maybe a little bit, a couple more utility spells. The spells they have right now, I think, are pretty solid. But if they wanted to add more utility, I think you could easily do it with the spe with the rule set that you have. Like, I mean, we were just talking like, what if you had a spell that if you cast on unit? Because like the, a lot of ones you were saying right there, there are a lot of preemptive things. You're casting something to kind of benefit yourself for the next round. Like right. you, the capability to, you know, it felt more Lady of the Lake to me than right. a bunch of if, offensive stuff. <laughs> if you had if you had a three dice spell that you could be like, oh. If I get a success, this unit becomes fearless. Sure. Well, and they still break on the same point, but you're just you're just negating the fact that they could be wavered. And that's and not, not really that broken. You know, what not I mean? not to take not to take this back to a, a Warhammer mentality, but with with you doing this to try and coax some of your Warhammer players into being mm -hmm. more comfortable with it, you know, the people who like to complain, oh, well, I don't get a chance to dispel. Well, here's your chance. Like for most of these spells, Killed when they you. take yep. when they take effect in the next round, like here's your chance. You know that this is going to happen with this unit. Go and counteract it. So, right. you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but it, it seems like it kind of plays into that hand. I mean, I know you were sure. going for variety to to make it more accessible to them, but e even just that factor, where I hear people complain about not dispelling, like there you go, right there, man, just just popped into my head right then. So yeah. Really, yep. really well done. I really like it. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And it's a great flavor addition as well. Yeah, yeah. Just sticking with the theme, and and it's. Uh, I I have a feeling there are there will be more events in the future where where people will will be doing this with their events. Oh, even yeah. if it's just a spell or two. I have some oh. quirky little things that we're doing for Moonshine in June, so th those nice. will be coming up pretty soon too. So they'll be. Well, that's. I mean, and, and that that guy and it, that kind of goes back to one of the topics that uh, somebody came up with on on the KOW forums was somebody was saying, you know, they were talking about the Shiloh scenarios and they were like blind deployment. You know, why would you ever do that? You know, none of the other scenarios would work. And they were like, no, 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 blind deployment is the scenario. And <laughs> and I I went out and explained like, look, with with all of these big events that we have, you have to brand yourself, you have to market yourself to be unique. Still fitting with, you know, the general themes of, yeah. of what the major event is. But, you know, we all kind of play the same game. But, you know, here's our flavor of it. That way, you know, not everybody's playing the same six scenarios day in, day out. You know, why are you going to drive 14 hours to a tournament if they're just going to play the exact same scenarios you can play in your garage? Right. Well, here's yeah. why. Because you can take these, you know, this variation, you can play this flavor 
that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, I and, think it's super solid, and, man. And it works. It obviously works because you look at all of these GTs that have kind of solidified themselves, and it's not because they do the same thing every year, year in, year out. It's that they're just different enough or they have some sort of flavor or some sort of nuance to them that makes them a marketable thing. And that's why some of them survive and that's why some of them don't. Yeah. So I, I, I think you've positioned this perfectly for Kings of War. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was, uh, it was fun putting together <laughs> the rule pack for this. So. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but it, it really is refreshing trying to come up with new systems for for a new game and, and you're like okay well how how do we how do we do this where we used to do this back in the day or you know how do we convert this over how do we make this function how do we do this accent so i right. i think you've i think you've nailed it dude mm-hmm. well thanks i hope you guys can come up and uh, see how it works i i really hope we can that's the plan man if there's any way if there's any way we can get out there then i'm gonna make it happen uh moonshine will be moonshine will be the second week in june so that'll give me like four four or five four four or five weeks four or five weeks weeks. you said second (laughs) anyway right (laughs) after that so if i can make the time and make it on out there i mean it's high on my priority list to be one of my travel tournaments for the year um Awesome. With us having to have gone to Masters and stuff like that, we took one of my travel tournaments out. So I'm I'm trying. I know I'm going to West Coast GT just because I I I sure. always I'm totally gonna yeah. You've that, been but... going to that for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my hometown. I gotta gotta right. gotta be able to make it back. Um, but uh, you know, for me, the only travel tournaments that right now that I was like, man, I really really want to make it is Lady of the Lake and NashCon. Um, you know, I'd really like to make it to those. I'd, I'd like to go to Ocon, but I just don't know that it's happening this year. But I, I like that you took the initiative and stepped out and said, we are doing Kings of War and only Kings of War. And I mean, uh, especially with what you did with, uh, you know, you were at um, you were at Wapaka and we'll let you go over what happened up there and stuff. But I mean, that just made me be like, oh, my God, I want to get out there and playing this guy's tournament so why don't you tell the guys well, i appreciate that for, for those who didn't go to wapaka and i, I wasn't there but i sure, heard through the grapevine sure, sure. Well, one other thing i want to touch on real sure, quick sure. on lady of the go lake go. Uh, that, sure. that is probably a little different than a lot of other tournaments out there too is this will be a closed list tournament oh, and i know snap. a I lot it. of uh, a lot of kings of war tournaments are open list right now and uh I don't think anything really breaks when you're closed list, but that yeah. that brew of you haste find out or that, yeah. that phalanx unit that you know has that that item that suddenly has phalanx that you didn't think has phalanx or something like that will catch bluff guard here and there, and I think that will add to the experience more than take away from it. Yeah. So sure, we'll be doing that. Uh, yeah, Wapaka. Um, <laughs> it was so the funny thing about Wapaka for me is uh, it it always falls. On well, my, my parents have a timeshare uh, that they bought when I was like three years old, and it's the fourth Friday of January every year that weekend and the following week, and uh, that became our kind of family Christmas on that side. And Wapaka has fallen on that weekend like every single time, <laughs> and uh, so I had I never made it to a Wapaka when it was a warhammer fantasy tournament even though it's like the second closest gt to me um outside of north star 
And uh, but this year, it, there were uh, four five weekends in January, and uh, they didn't land on the same weekend. I was like, finally, I'm going to get to go to Wapaka. And I even uh, sent uh, Joe Rogers a, a message like a year ago that I was finally going to be. Well, whenever they first announced the date, I, I messaged him right away. I'm like, yes, I can finally go. And then, of course, uh, our our uh, Warhammer world blows up and they go to a convention. So I never actually got to the big GT uh, experience there. But uh, they were they were put in a tough spot, just like last year, where they had to be the the first tournament in the Midwest to kind of figure out what they wanted to do with end times. This year, they were the uh, the first Midwest tournament to try to figure out what to do with no Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition going forward. Um, you know, we had the couple of tournaments uh, that finished out in the fall and winter time with uh, North Star GT and Windy City GT and things like that. That stuck with eighth, but then uh, with the turn of the year, they decided to uh, to go to a convention style, and uh, I think they actually opened up for uh, twelve different tournaments to be run over the course of three days. And, One of which was uh, hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, that actually didn't count against the twelve. <laughs> I did take part in that. Uh, it was on the bottom tables for that. Awesome. So somehow I don't know how that happened, but um, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, they do a lot of fun stuff like that, you know, the mustache contest and yeah. strongest man contests and stuff like that. And, and they had, you know, it's always been um, a really uh, kind of a club-oriented event where they do this march of. Uh, uh, a parade of, of club banners and things yeah, like that, the banners. The opening ceremonies yeah. and, and everything like that. But uh, this year it was even, even more centered around the clubs because uh, the overall awards actually went to, to clubs. Uh, and it was based on really how your club, you know, how many events your club participated in, how many events uh, your club won or, uh, or were the TOs for uh, things like that. And so, it was there was a real club focus there, and it, it uh, I think it took a lot of the competitive competitiveness out of the air for Wapaka, uh, which I think was a real positive thing. Neil um, uh, Vermeulen ran the Kings of War event on Sunday, and uh, so my plan originally was I signed up for uh, some Warhammer Fantasy stuff and things, and thought, well, I'll I'll finish up with some Warhammer Fantasy, and then I just kept hearing, you know people being reluctant to even trying Kings of War. And so I decided uh, to cancel my, <laughs> my, uh, all my Warhammer fantasy stuff and uh, get the word out that I was bringing extra armies. I actually brought three extra armies on top of my own army and uh, all fully painted, ready to go with the list printed out, you know, extra copies for their opponents and everything. And I, I was trying to get the word out as far as uh, I'll be running demos all day Saturday and teaching people how to play. And if they like it and they don't have an army along because they're playing, you know, Infinity or Saga or whatever, um, they're welcome to borrow an army and play in the tournament. And um, I actually had two people take me up on that and, and borrowed armies. Uh, one one borrowed an, an elf army, another borrowed a, a Varengur army. And um, I thought it went it went really well and it was a lot of fun. And uh, Neil and I actually got in a game uh, Saturday night <laughs> nice. for the first nice. time. So. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great time. Uh, we kind of went. Um, Neil went mostly, you know, using the scenarios out of the book uh, with a slight variation on on how the points were were calculated. Uh, the scale was uh, zero to ten, and uh, I I can't believe it. I don't know if you guys have. Uh, I think my pod my last podcast is going to be released any any day now, and 
we were I have Neil on the podcast and we're talking about it. And I was going over the scoring for the last scenario and I realized I made a mistake in how I read the scoring for the last scenario. And I turned in a lower score than I should have had for my last game. And I, I should have been in second place instead of fifth. But what, what can oh, you do? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, you guys are killing me. I know. I couldn't believe I did that. See, that's why in the last scenario you're just supposed to count tacos, right, Ryan? Absolutely. <laughs> that's all that matters is how many tacos you have. That's all. That's the fourth scenario. That's the next the to last. People hate that scenario. Yeah. See, I even know that. Easier to remember when you're drunk. <laughs> well, it was a it was a three game tournament, and uh, unlike I, I don't even know if we mentioned that Lady of the Lake is a six game tournament. Four day four games on the uh, the first day, two games on the second day, so I can get people out in plenty of time to get back home. Are you are you doing the two lunch two? Or are you doing a one lunch three? I am doing a one lunch three, and we okay. should finish up at about seven o'clock, and then head over to my place and uh, throwing I'm throwing a party, grilling a bunch of food up, and uh, it's bring your own beer, but I'll have all the food and water and stuff like that. So oh, we'll have beer, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't offer to buy everyone's beer. I'd, I'd be broke afterwards. I think you would be broke. <laughs> yes, you would. Mark. Bro- yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a good chance. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was the, uh, the first, uh, Wapaka was the first Midwest, um, us masters qualifier. Uh, we, we have a lot of qualifiers this year because we don't really know exactly what the turnouts are going to be. And everything was so up in the air. Uh, sure. we, we had to make a decision before, um, before January 1st came around. Uh, so that was, that was the direction we kind of went. We, we, any, really any, um, past us masters qualifier for the midwest we were going to use as a qualifier this year as long as they're running a kings of war event and uh and then we have we, we came up with a system for for varying the points based on attendance and things like that but um i won't bore you with all those details <laughs> well that's cool so, man i mean like i'm just i mean i'm glad you took the initiative to be like hey anybody who doesn't have an army come play it like we'll totally get you into it like i mean that's awesome man like when meal told me that at masters i was just like man i i've gotta go to his tournament now like i'm, <laughs> I'm so happy he's pumping it up there because i mean I mean, y'all need Jesus up there. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> y'all need, we need, some, we need, y'all need kings. That's no, no, no. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> actually, been, actually, Chris, doing... you've you've opened up okay. a really good segue for yeah, me here, yeah. and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I just want to know for the two people that borrowed your army to play K- KOW at, yeah. at PACA, how did how did they respond to it? Like, were they were they enthusiastic about it? Were they happy that they did it or, or how did that go? Like, what was the response you got? So both were very, are very enthusiastic. Great. Um, one of the, uh, one of the guys was uh, not really thinking about playing Kings of War, but a friend of his was, was talking to him about it. And then he saw that I had armies there. Um, and uh, so I walked him through, through a game in the evening and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll play tomorrow and, uh, and borrowed the army. The other one was a guy who, um, he is building a Kings of War army, a Varengird Kings of War army, but didn't yes. have his models painted. And gotcha. I said, well, hey, you know, and, and Wapaka is, per, is yeah, one of those tournaments that requires only. painting. Yeah. Yep. So I said, hey, I've got a painted army here you can use. And, and so he borrowed that. Um, and there were, there were a number of players that uh, that were real. They're 
they're just dipping their toes into Kings of War and they jumped into that tournament. Um, I, I think, you know, Grant Fetter was just recently on uh, with Countercharge, mm-hmm. with, with Robin Countercharge, yep. and mentioning that, uh, you know, he'd only gotten maybe a few games in before he jumped in there and, and played and uh, enjoyed it, enjoyed the the uh, scenarios, enjoyed the, the whole atmosphere of the game. And I, I'll tell you guys, you know, I've played Warhammer Fantasy since 2002, and I feel like Kings of War is such a better tournament game. Oh, yeah. It's it's so clean and it's fast and yet it gives you the same results and it's still so tactical. Fully agree. If, it's if a both lot were more active, tactics than lists. Oh, yeah. Way more tactics. If both were active right now and you put them both in front of me, regardless of what's gone on, I, I honestly, if we had the following for it, I would still choose to play Kings of War just because it's been that much cleaner. And I mean, we'll get into that when we start talking here in, in the next 20 minutes or something like <laughs> masters and stuff i mean we we will get into some some of the nitty and gritty on that but i i agree man like it's just su- such a cleaner game let me let me ask you chris even in a yeah. room full of people that have just maybe started barely playing kings of war how many rules arguments did you have <laughs> i mean like there were zero that i saw or yeah. heard about and I didn't really ask Neil afterwards if anybody had come to ask a question. Um, yeah. I am guessing that there were some rules questions just because there were relatively new people and saying, well, you know, they maybe try to do something and the other person corrects them or something like that. I, um, I think when I talked to Neil at Masters, he said there were maybe two and they sure. opened the book and it was right there. Right. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, That's great, it's man. so much easier for T.O. than... Yep. Totally. So I, I, I want to jump into that segue because um, you, you kind of touched on it with uh, the Masters and, and the qualification process for the Midwest this next year. Sure. Um, you and Neil are, are the, the chairs, right? Like you guys are taking over. So, yeah, we from uh, we did. Yeah. Uh, even though Ryan had another year left, yeah. uh, he uh, he basically said, you know, his his he's not opposed to Kings of War, but his heart isn't 100 percent behind yeah. that game right now. And uh, he just felt like someone else should take it over that uh, is, is going to be, you know, pumping up the game. So he threw it out there that uh, anybody can throw their name into the hat. Um, Neil and I both threw our names into the hats. And uh, uh, in the <laughs> we're, we're friends and we both talked about it. We're like, you know what? Basically, no matter who wins this, we're going to we're going to go into this as equals, just trying to make this this hold this region together. And uh, from the get-go, yeah. we had also talked about, um, you know, we have an unknown mm-hmm. element uh, in our region that, well, unknown to the Warhammer refugees that we are, uh, element in our region that is the, the previous Kings of War player community. And we didn't know anybody in that community. And so Neil and I talked about it and we're like, well, no matter who wins chair, um, we'd like to... Th- to basically form a tripod and uh, bring in somebody who is connected, heavily connected in the current Kings of War community that can help bring that all of us together. Yeah. And so we found uh, Kara Brown, who is the uh, reigning uh, Kings of War champion of North America, Um, won Adepticon last year, and she's from Ohio. And we brought her in on, on things and I was actually exchanging messages uh, even today, already talking about um, 
what criteria we, we want to start thinking about for next year and uh, and and how to kind of uh, help all the TOs that are trying to put together events in our region. You know, it's it's it, I think we're all in this together. Uh, so we're, we're doing everything we can to to go to each other's events and to support each other in, in bringing terrain if we need to or whatever we need to do. So. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome, man, because I know there was a lot of fracturing going on out there and I, I just not, you know, people are going to play what they want to play and stuff, but it just, it would be nice to, to still see the bros that we see all the time, you know, and be able to hang out with them still. Cause I mean, that's, that's what we're all about as a community. You know, we were able to bring it together for the South because me and Mark are good friends and, um, you know, Ryan's around us literally all the time. And we, all the TOs in all of Texas, we talk all the damn time. So if you, yep, can, sure. <laughs> if you can, if you can have that same relationship with the TOs that are in your, in any region, it doesn't matter who it is. And they're on, they really have all of the players best interest in their heart rather than what they want specifically, then, you know, everybody benefits. So, right. Right. I'm still kind of sad we're not playing Dark Ones, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Mears. <laughs> you, let's be realistic. That's never going to be a tournament system. They make beautiful yeah, damn models, and that, and you know what? I had a that's great a style game. I had a great time playing that game. It's they're just actually never playing it in the UK now. At the tournament, like a 16-player tournament at Sheffield Slaughter about three weeks wow, ago. Wow, that's crazy. It was like a 14-hour game, or <laughs> no, no, it was three-hour games. They finished almost every one of them. Wow, I'm messing. With, I'm messing. Yeah, talk about intricate game. Holy shit! <laughs> you know what though? There's it's another game where there's no ambiguity in the rules. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's just eight million of them, right? Yeah. Well, it's like playing D and D. You just just need That's one player to know I what's going said. on. Exactly. I'm <laughs> saying that. I had a good time playing it, but anyway. Well, speaking um, of the, the yeah. cleanness of the Kings of War rules, um, you know, I've been I've been uh, trying to get we have multiple game clubs, uh, well, Warhammer, essentially game clubs down in the Twin Cities metro area. Yep. And they're kind of fractured all over the place, too, right now. And so I've been uh, I took a trip down early in December to uh, Fantasy Flight Games and tried to just pull as many people together from the area that we that I could to just try the game out. And we had uh 17 people show up for that. And, and uh, this last weekend, I did the same thing, you know, grabbed a couple of uh, my club mates from up here, drove down, and uh, we converged on Phoenix Games down the cities, and we had 16 players show up. And uh, <laughs> right out of the gate, we decided to play a five-on-five game of Kings of War <laughs> and with 1,500-point armies each, and we were done in three and a half hours. Yeah, and we wow. had it, it was so it clean. was so much fun, and it was yep. it was so clean, and uh, you could never do that in Warhammer Fantasy. I used to play six thousand point, like one day, like whole day games versus Scott Holcomb at West Coast. Man, we used to just take out six thousand points worth of models, put them on each side, and it would take us literally, literally, literally eight or nine hours to play yeah. the whole game. We'd like we'd get together first thing in the morning, go get lunch after after we're done halfway, go get dinner, come back, finish up the game. I'd drive home exhausted with a mega headache from thinking that much. <laughs> like, 
this was this was seventy five hundred points per side, and we rolled off to see if we went to seven turns. You know, after uh, turn right, six, yeah, and we yeah. rolled a four, so we went to seven turns. Nice. and finished it in that time. Wow, the it amount was, of time it was awesome. taking you, and that's, all and that's with game. people that aren't one hundred percent familiar with the game yet, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because we've been talking with some of the Houston guys, mm-hmm, and they were yeah. telling me, oh, yeah, we did a mass battle, and it took two hours. And they go, a mass battle of everybody brought 20 points to the table? What are you talking? And they're like, no, everybody brought like 1,000 or 2,000 points. And I'm going, holy crap. You guys yeah, it's awesome. Two hours? And they're like, yeah. yeah it's, it's, awesome. just, it's amazing how fast the game can be played when, I mean, and obviously you've got four or five players all moving stuff at the same time. Okay, everybody start right. rolling your shooting. Everybody right. start doing nerve check, like that sort of thing. Yeah. But still, just to be able to do that and just cut the time in a fifth, yeah. an eighth, yeah. right, mm. right. It's it was it was amazing. I had so much fun. So there's there's so many possibilities for um, club nights and things like that to do different things with Kings of War that we really couldn't. Do. Like you can do that in an evening with your club, and yeah. we could never do that. We 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 do mega battles for Warhammer Fantasy, and it would be all day. <laughs> all day yeah you, or like a weekend just, event where you right. okay we're gonna leave the table everybody go home sleep come back right. all right another eight hours <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah hey we did one game hooray okay good yeah. job everybody <laughs> yeah or you have to plan it out you have to be like really okay fun. guys in three months we're all gonna get together and we're gonna play a mega battle okay and we're gonna take all day We'll set it up like this, like you have to plan it like strategically. We would. So yeah, we would have to plan yeah. it out like that. Uh, yeah. Don't have to anymore. It's pretty yeah. cool. So is is Michelle is excited to be able to do like all the multi-basing stuff? I know from a hobby standpoint, like Ryan is just salivating. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is just salivating. I mean, you don't even want to see what Ryan's going to put on the table this next year, dude. It's going to be, I've... people's heads are going to blow up. Spoiler if alert, you... I'm doing multi-basing wrong. Not only are my models magnetized so I can put them on multiple bases, but I have three units that share one base. That's, <laughs> that's multi-basing, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's how the literal interpretation, I guess. <laughs> nice. <laughs> People's um, heads are going to explode. It's going to be crazy. I, I am loving the multi-basing of, yeah. of this game. And uh, it is the way to go. Hands down, it's the way to go. Oh, hands and down, yep. I, I, I'm, I'm putting everything on, um, you know, on, on troop size bases or if they're monstrous infantry or whatever, Slot regiment together, size bases. Yeah. And uh, they're magnetized and I have you know, sheet metal cut for underneath them that I can just throw those magnets, yep. um, you know, those two together and they slide right together fit together perfectly and now i have my unit that stays together uh it's it's so clean too not having that rim around your movement tray um yes being oh, able to line so much more up. clean cut yes it is three important like, charges at masters that came down to movement tray width oh really yeah yep <laughs> i don't miss that at all right um, <laughs> as far as michelle goes uh she is really getting into it now she uh She's getting her hobby uh, juices flowing again, and I don't know if you guys uh, want to pull up her Facebook. Uh, if you go to her Facebook, oh yeah, dude, page I always I go to her YouTube and stuff all the time. Okay, see what she's has doing. she has she posted a video of her um, her mushrooms yet? Uh, I think I saw the pictures, like the finish the finished pictures, but I don't think I saw the video on it yet. But I saw I saw like the uh, I think I saw the like pictures the on the Facebook. Mushroom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. 
I, I saw them in person this weekend and they are just really cool. <laughs> so she's, those are going to be her, her, uh, shambling, um, what are those guys called? The forest guys. Forest shamblers. Forest shamblers. Thank you. Uh, those are going to be her, her forest shamblers. So is she her. doing elves? She's sticking with her elves or is she doing forces she, of nature? She is going to be sticking with elves, um, okay. but she is painting a, a whole new wood elf themed army. Nice. Nice. Around these guys. That'll be so, awesome. Yeah. She can have it done for Lady of the Lake. She better. That's her goal. All right. <laughs> you can come and see it in person. <laughs> it's the plan, man. It's the plan. Hope, hopefully I'll have my dwarves done by then. I'm aiming for Alamo, but if I speed it up, maybe I'll be able to make it happen. I'm doing a doing an all-slayer dwarf theme army. so Cool. I have high paint standards, too, so it takes me forever to paint. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. He's also you, a good you... start. Yeah, I've I've seen his fire thrower, which I've, is I have way hours bigger than in it one more machine. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so going a little well, extreme. You'll have to check out her. Uh, I'm sure she'll have some videos soon. I saw her um, her kind of prototype uh, archers and things, and they're looking amazing with these uh, tree bark uh, cloaks and oh uh, nice the, the uh, face paint underneath the eyes little lines of face nice, paint and nice. stuff or war paint underneath the eyes and things it's looking really cool so nice yeah. well i may try and steal that paint from her when i come up there so we'll see how it works <laughs> out <laughs> okay uh, all right well uh i think it's a good time to go ahead and take a break because i'm almost out of beer so uh we'll we'll take a break right now We'll be right back with some coverage of Shiloh Masters and a little spoiler for everybody, so stay tuned. Guys, we need a bumper to share with you the Mantic Podcast. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourthless Snake is a UK-based Kings of War podcast, presented by John. I want to be an individual. Dan. Nick. Can I go to the toilet, please? And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at O4FootSnake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of damage. Let's do a nerve check. Anything but snake eyes. Oh, for fuck. Countercharge. Charge is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game Kings of War. Join your hosts Andrew, Mark, and Rob as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. You can find us on iTunes and at OhioHammer.com. A proud member of the Ohio Hammer Network of Podcasts. All right, and we are back, which means it is time for another beer phase. Mark, what are you drinking and what are you drinking out of? So, guess what I found? Um, I can't say it on the air. (laughs) We're explicit, but I mean. Was it four penises? (laughs) Five Uh, penises. Not all at the same time? If you think about it. If you think about it, everyone's hand has touched a penis at some point in their life. Think about that. 
I think that's lowballing. I think you're saying <laughs> yeah, just one. Yeah, you get that? That's awful. Yeah, I like that you did there. No, I'm uh, I, I I actually found another fade to black, and this is literally the last one because You're a dick. <laughs> I have I have not been to the He's liquor store. All of my beer. What a dick. Do you need to bring fade to black up to Lone Wolf because I have some sitting at the house. No, it's fine. I just I I brought that over for his party. That's I'm why just, he has it still. I'm hearing blows my party, and... so I get to keep the beer. That's how that it's works. It's your party. You'll cry if you want to. Oh, well, you're gonna cry if I want you to. Well. Lubes well, up. You don't give it to me. What? Your tears make me. <laughs> Scott Tenneman. Scott Tenneman's teeth. <laughs> it's so delicious. <laughs> so delicious. Uh, yeah, I'm freaking out of the same glass. But um, cool. I'm going to the liquor store tomorrow because we're playing basketball again and I'm out of gin. So oh, yeah. That, uh, that, that guy behind the counter is going to get his paycheck this week. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if anything good comes in. I absolutely uh, will. I know that Ryan is refilled at least twice by now. What are you on there, Ryan? I did. Um, in the interlude, when we were talking, I had a Trogonator Doppelbach, which was really good from Trog's Brewing, mm. Trog's Brothers Brewing in Belgium. I have had that. It is good. I was kind of hoping you were going to say Trogdor. Trogdor! It's the Trogonator, so it's close. Um, was right he burninating <laughs> the countryside? beer. <laughs> Ryan Ryan's Boston internet is getting in getting to him, so I'll talk until Ryan comes back here in a second. Yes, that's all that's all that we want is you to keep talking, Jeff. And <laughs> you love how he's still trying, right? Ryan, do you just want to type it out and have one of us read it to you? <laughs> User in your channel, time down. I'm not even gonna end. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna edit, edit that. that out. My my epic burn kicked Ryan out of. The oh man, it's so hot in here. So steamy. Yeah, too so hot steamy. for that, that snowy weather he's in. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, he's got some cold, cold internet. So we'll we'll bridge the gap. Chris, you still drinking that tea? <laughs> I am still drinking tea. Throw all a little right. whiskey in it. It's uh, all no. good. It's all good. Yeah, on on the record, no, but we all know it's okay. Well, I was gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for Ryan to come back. Well, and then you can go I'll over t- your beer while we no, wait for Ryan. No, he wants to, to know what I'm drinking because Ryan's gonna get uber jealous. That's why it needs Uh-oh. to happen. So, so what? From that, dance, from that dance break monkey, right there, entertain I, the fucking I, people. Is that what you want I was us to quiet. do? I was just quiet kill time. For, it's quiet for that two-second spot right there, so I can just cut literally all of this I'm talking right now. And then when Ryan comes back, we'll figure it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could the worst fucking idea. That comes on my, my tea bags. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Is Ryan back? Oh, shit. Everybody stop talking smack about it. <laughs> don't don't let him know. Oh, we got one syllable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whew. Man, that guy... He needs to stop masturbating while he does these podcasts. That guy next in, in the room next door is just banging one out. time talking about how much... Oh, oh, I heard... Channel timed out. Oh, I heard two words and then he left. Wait, I think that might be Morse code. At this point, I would just take my cell phone, make it a hotspot... And then User I'd connect my channel. shit to a hotspot. That's what I would do. It's Morse code for send more beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. My beer fridge is down to 
10. This is unacceptable. Okay, My beer I fridge is down to that. 10. This is unacceptable. All right, we're back in the game. <laughs> you can actually hear me again. What was You're I still saying? breaking up a little it's bit. Awesome. It's awesome. It sounds like he's bad. drunk, but he's not. Right. <laughs> Here's how my connection sounds. Hey, your spags and any do this. Yep. No, that's that's pretty. That's about how it sounds. sounds to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, totally. you have nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> the funny thing is, when he's trying not to sound that way, he still sounds that way. <laughs> tell me, you guys can't hear the dudes yelling about the hockey game in the next room. No, no you can't, can't because I don't connection. Why we would can... you be able to hear it? You can't even hear me. No, no, we can. No, we can hear you. <laughs> we just can't we can hear, hear you was... consistently. We can. The difference. All right, now I can edit out all that part for me to say. Okay, so I. <laughs> <laughs> after all that edit, after all that edit, <laughs> don't all that editing. You're just cutting just like leave it in. It's comic thirty gold. seconds. Who cares? <laughs> Should I leave it for comic gold just for fun? Sure. Okay. <laughs> So this Pulling will be the best of your face ever. How about Brian's that? Has <laughs> shitty Wi-Fi. This will be this will be the Boston hey, episode. It, it, the, it, the episode where Boston beer, but I won't upgrade Ryan my wireless dick. connection. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna start sending people out on remote just to the yeah. shittiest places that have the worst internet. And be like, all right, let's try and muscle Ryan, through this. Ryan, what's going out in the field out there? Well, <laughs> ta- 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 you know what Tom? I should have done is gone to the yard house and just cast from there. I bet oh, their Wi-Fi dude. actually works. Oh, they that have a yard house over have... there? Yard house yes, is... they do. Yard house is money as fuck. Oh, I want to point this yeah. out that I've Kingdom tried to do distance. a crafting growler episode <laughs> a couple of times, and I really want to. Oh, man. Yard house is, yard house is solid, man. I always hit that when I go back to California. Anyway, we'll finish up this so we can get right there three times. So, Ryan, I'm going to guess you've probably had this, which is why I was waiting for you to come back. So... I am drinking the Prairie Artisan Ales, and the the actual the actual beer is the Prairie Bomb, which is Bomb! a imperial stout aged on cock on coffee cocoa on cock. nibs. Who's angel on cock? Cock, yes, cock yeah. and cocoa nibs both at the same time. Vanilla beans and chili peppers. God. So I gotta Bomb say, man, is the best beer they make. It is That's solid true. as a boner, man. Like yeah. it is really good. Mm. Uh, Mark doesn't like coffee stouts, right? Like uh, I, I like the stuff, vanilla so part of it. The cocoa nibs get me. But, um, I, I've had it. I've had it a okay, lot. Okay, so it's a thirteen percent alcohol, and it was like eight dollars for a twelve ounce. But I'll tell you right now, it was eight dollars worth the while, sir. It was. It is quite good. I think this is probably going to take a four seven five on my chart. Maybe maybe a five. I don't know. It's it's awfully wow. in between. But you should try the pretty, Christmas bomb then, because you're going to like that one more. Pretty good. Pretty good. So back to what we were talking about. Well, did which we was talk beer. about Ryan's beer? We did. It sounded like Irish beer. <laughs> drink it. Good <laughs> mouth. Yard house. ryan what was your beer again just in case people didn't get it i'm drinking a king porter it's from the main beer company uh they're famous for their breakfast and lunch beers that are named breakfast and lunch 
Um, oh. I tried really hard to get one, but according to the girl at World Market, you have to actually work at the brewery to ever have that beer. So this is a close second place. It's only an 8%, though. So did, did you ask her for a... Uh... Oh, oh god! I just fucked that joke up. Just, just go on. Just forget it. No one cares nope. about you. Application has gone. Mark. That's what I was gonna say. Son of a bitch. Although wow. she was killed at the dude in her store in a duster and a Stetson was from Texas. That just like blew her mind. Yeah. Apparently, we're not supposed to dress like that. You see what you signed up for, Chris? <laughs> you, you fucking you stereotype. <laughs> you walk and oh, I'm talk enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll get us back on track because this train has been flipped the fuck over so anyways <laughs> there's a track i know right everybody onto the bus everybody on the bus back on the bus all right you bunch of drunk back right. on the bus wrong short. month to be saying that joke man right. oh, oh come on God, oh, so racist too soon that's <laughs> That's terrible. I don't know any of you. Oh, I wish I wasn't <laughs> racist. Uh, anyway, back away here. <laughs> All right. So we wanted to talk about Shiloh a little bit because we had not had a lot of time to cover Shiloh uh, since we've returned because we've been so damn busy. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little Shiloh. We're gonna talk about Masters, and then we're gonna get into a little something something that uh, Mark and Chris have kind of been spearheading with getting some input from some of the other TOs in the region. So uh, let's go ahead and start with Shiloh. Um, uh, me and Mark went to Shiloh. We'll just cover, we'll cover it real quick. Um, Mark, I'll let you take the lead on that one, On because uh, I know you've been talking to Brian a bunch on that stuff, but we'll just go back and forth on it real quick, and then we'll, t- we'll touch with Masters. Yeah, uh, I mean, actually, um, if anybody's listened to the, the counter charge that I did with uh, – Rob um, covered Shiloh pretty in depth there. Uh, he had some replays from actually talking with you at, at the actual event. Yeah. So yep. anybody who wants to get like really in depth on Shiloh, uh, go there. From from my perspective, uh, stuff that I didn't cover on Countercharge. Um, let's let's go this route. Um, I, I think it was really promising for the the South to open strong and open the way that we did. Uh, for for that event to yeah. totally change gears from Warhammer over to Kings of War and have virtually no arguments. They, they I think they had one rules dispute. Um yep. and then, you know, I think they maybe had one bad game vote, if that. Um mm, was so there one? Maybe. There there might have been and I think it oh, probably yeah, came about know, because of that was, rules there dispute. There was one. But, there was one. But even then um, well, I think it's a more know, persona thing than anything else. Yeah, exactly. Two personalities crashing. Um, typically, you expect to see more than one bad game vote in in a tournament, and that's not to to dig on anything. It's just it's gonna happen, pe- dude. It's yeah, gonna happen. Well, mm-hmm. You've got different cultures clashing. You know, I play this rule this way. Oh, well, in our club, we play it this way. Well, obviously, there's an impasse here. Somebody's gonna come out of this butt hurt. Kings of War that didn't happen. Um, everybody was walking around having a great time. Everybody was really excited. People that didn't know that they were really going to enjoy the game that much came away and handed me money and said, we're going to be at Lone Wolf because we had so much fun doing this. Right. That's a really, really great start to the uh, the tournament season for, for our region. And it was a really great showing because, uh, you know, unbeknownst to us, a lot of people were kind of eyeballing Shiloh to see how a standalone Kings of War tournament would do. 
in the U.S., uh, regardless of the region. So did really well there, too. Um, you know, I, I came away from my six games wanting to play more, wishing that we had, you know, maybe a seven or eight game tournament. God, uh, I can't remember the last time I wanted, went to a tournament and wanted to keep playing. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, time. seriously, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Usually you get burnt out and you're like, oh, man, can we just be done with this? That was and, honestly the feeling, though. Like, I yeah. was like, Where, who am I playing seventh? Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> we were done with game six, and we we're like, okay, well, what's next? Who 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 am I playing next? Oh shit, the tournament's over. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess off to play someone next tournament. Uh, was that, that sort three of three and three, or was it four and two? It, it was. It was four, four two. and two, okay. and it was a one same format lunch as you and uh, three. Sure. Yeah, for the first day. Uh, our cool. our main feedback to Brian, and and you do what you want, but our main feedback to Brian was it felt like. We had breakfast before the tournament started. I played for an hour and a half, and then it was lunchtime. Even though, like, I I waited to leave because I I finished so yeah. early. Um, that we felt as mm. though it it probably made a little bit more sense as you know in as our region it, it, to do a two game, then follow it up with lunch, and then do two more games. Which Lone Wolf will be following that format, and we'll let we'll let you know how that goes. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, it just it just felt you know these kings of war games they go so they go so quick if you know what you're doing that I mean y- you really do get through them pretty quickly so you know feel it out feel it out and stuff like that but uh, one game just felt like I mean it was eleven o'clock where you know it was time to walk over to lunch we had to wait for lunch places to open <laughs> you know right right so that was our that was our only you know real real mega feedback on the tournament tournament format so yeah so uh jeff if you want to go into your shallow experience um obviously yeah. you know I, I covered mine way more on uh other things that other people can get to so sure sure i, I figured uh, give you the floor and let you do it yeah i, I got to play uh I, I i challenged rob Fanoof um for round one um i actually had a scare i almost didn't um, make shiloh um even though we had just covered it the week before um my wife's grandma died and all this other stuff and all these other travel plans, $900 worth of plane tickets later for her to get out there. And we got kids. It's like one of those things. It's like, Oh my God, like, am I still going to make it type of a situation? I can't. Yeah, but I got your back. So right. Good. Then Mark's like, Oh, my wife will watch your kids. Don't worry about it. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, if that's a thing. So, so (laughs) we still made it out. Um, uh, you know, we uh, we drove up with Jeff Daniels from Houston as well as uh, Dustin um, from from Houston. Super beast. Um, so we all four of us just kind of rode up in the car together. And spoiler, we're like a car full of winners in this room. I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like I was a car the boat anchor. For, carpool was the for anchor. carpool for good players, evidently. So. Um, did you almost was, leave Mark there based on? How we almost finished? did. I mean, if you don't finish, you know, top seven you know it's like a thing justin's in my car at every gt <laughs> yeah so justin um, all it, slow plays himself out of getting the oh right yeah home, let's be fair even justin can't can't <laughs> slow play kings of war that's pretty impressive so um it was a great tournament we all we all drove up together we had a good time i shot the shit on the way up um i played rob finuff on game one which i challenged him it was great i mean i i love i love getting a chance to hang out with rob let alone playing this is the first time i got to play him uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff went on in our game um great great time i had we played six games five of them were just 
probably the most fun games like ever like no rules arguments really good across the table talk um you know one of those things that i was slightly concerned about with kings of war was i mean i've been loving kings of war but like in a tournament format it's it's your turn my turn your turn my turn i don't want to lose that across the table banter that i get in all of my games finished substantially ahead of time but I still got to have that across the table banter that I like to have with people, which which gives me the feeling of having a good game. Even if someone is doesn't want to have a good game, I'm going to push a good game into them. So there wasn't a single person I didn't have a good game versus one of them was a little bit more dry than the rest of them. But, you know, Jeff, all in all, Jeff likes to good game rape is I what love I've taken away from that statement. Games. I like to like you may not want to have one, but I'm going to yeah, have I'm going to put it in you. Um, <laughs> one of the guys there, you know, I mean, obviously he was pretty new to Kings. Um, he was playing a herd list. He just kind of made a lot of really obvious mistakes and I wouldn't allow him to make them. I was like, I don't know if that's the <laughs> best idea because of this, that, and the other thing. And I think your intent is for this. So I think you should do that. Like, I'm not telling you to play your list. I just, I just don't want you to make an obvious error because you're opening me up to do this. And I don't want you to just give me the game, that type of a thing. And he's like, Oh yeah, you know, thanks man. That, that was my intent. And this was that. And that was the other thing. And, and, um, you know, I, I got that kind of feeling from the room. It was a very sportsman-like atmosphere. It wasn't super hyper-competitive as far as, like, people, you know, being like, oh, I got to win at all costs or anything like that. So it, it, it was a good room. Everybody was there for a good time. And my, my favorite part about it, I got to say, my favorite part was that just everybody was like, hey, man, after this game, we're going to go get food. Where do you want to go? We're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. Everybody was in communication with everybody. Everybody hung out after the games. Everybody went out to go hang out and get drinks afterwards. Like Everybody was a community. It wasn't like we're going to fracture into this little micro group and we're going to fracture into this. It was just it's like, hey, we're all here for one thing. We're all going to go hang out afterwards. That that was a good community thing for me. Had had a bunch of good games. I had, I think, about three of them were super, you know, pretty, pretty good competitive players. Um, even for me bringing, I'm not saying I brought the softest list. I'm saying I didn't take an optimized list, and I and I did pretty well. I took, I ended up taking second general with it, um, which awesome. More than happy to take that that high of a placing with what I took. I didn't want to take a curb stomp list because. You don't come into a this kind of a format and be like, oh, first first tournament of of the season. Let's take this let's take the hardest list I could possibly take and just just stomp people's dreams. You know, like wasn't wasn't my initiative. But I think Brian ran a great tournament. I think we got you know using Brian as a guinea pig for the rest of the season. You know what a champ for taking that kind of a thing. You know he had no format. He had no kind of real feedback to go on and he was a champion for the south because now we have feedback we have feedback from players we have you know ideas for formatting you know yeah and, Lone Wolf and, is just around the corner and Alamo just something to the end of the step year, in here yeah. for you that's that's a huge risk as a to yeah. to yeah, totally. jump and and chris it's it's perfect that you're here because you did the same thing that brian did <laughs> you, right. you took that leap and you said you know what I, this seems to be the way that a lot of people are leaning. 
we're going to go this route. Yeah. And and he jumped in both feet and said, all right, here's here's the tournament. I hope people show up. And, you know, they did. And the people they that did. showed up had yeah. an, a, a spectacular time. So, you know, kudos, kudos to him for taking that risk because there's a lot of financial burden that goes into these tournaments that people don't realize um, that, that can crop up on somebody if, if they're not, you know, paying attention to their, their finances and, and everything else. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was great to see that that yeah. paid off for him so well, positively. Totally. What, I mean, and dude, on top of that, solid venue, solid people, man, like great, great atmosphere. Um, you know, it was, was my... Was this your first Shiloh? It what I was literally getting ready to say. It, this was my <laughs> first Shiloh, um, and you know, judging on that, I, I I would come back next year. Solid, I mean, for sure. I mean, the great venue, cool places to go around there, and I, I like I like that Arkansas has that little bit of draw that we don't you know um, necessarily have for all of our tournaments. Whereas they're kind of more centrally located, so we can get some of the southeast guys and some of some of the Midwest guys, as well as some of the South guys. So yeah, a couple couple of guys from Minnesota went down for that. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you know, really enjoy that. Uh, really enjoy that atmosphere. Uh, I would I would honestly say I, I'd I'd be there next year. Uh, we'll be able to um, put that on, and um, I, I'd be down, man. I'd be down. So um, big props for uh, for Brian Priest for running that, uh, and and like you said, putting his balls out up out there and just saying, hey, let's figure it all out, you know. So pretty much going to be what chris is doing for his region in the midwest and we'll see how that goes and you know if if i can be there i 100 percent plan on it so same awesome. type of thing um i think, so we'll think was is that is shiloh a, a qualifier for your region? yeah yes no? yeah shiloh is yes. one of our qualifiers okay. uh arkansas texas and uh louisiana uh, louisiana and new mexico uh, new mexico are we new mexico now New Mexico. Oh, not we've really we've thing, been New Mexico. They just have never really never been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shown up, sort of. You know, thing. Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, got players out there. Don't get me wrong. They've Oklahoma got is uh, is mountain actually. Yep, Oklahoma. Yep, that's what I yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, not not that we don't know a lot of the guys out there. That's just how they're currently zoned. So. Um, yeah, I got some uh, complaints yeah. uh, from like. <laughs> from Nebraska and things, uh, why are we in the mountain region? And it's like, well, it had they had to pick some states. That's, <laughs> that's just yeah, you know, I mean, it, and we don't we don't know how that's going to reformat this year. Well, de- and, depending on the right. gauging and, and, and the, the way you, the way you get around that is you set up your your region to where you say, okay, cool. If if you go to an out of region tournament, like we'll count it. Exactly. Um, provided that you go to a couple of in region tournaments, like you're fine. So you know, if a player goes to four tournaments and two of them are in region and two of them are out of region, you know, you, you take your best scores, you, you, yep. you go home and yep. that's your qualification process. That yep. way you're not really hammering the people there just on that border of like, you know, somebody who lives in South Oklahoma might be closer to Dallas, which would be, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, would, would be Lone Wolf and uh, Moonshine, Moonshine. Than, than they are necessarily to any other tournament outside of Oklahoma City, which right. is in their region. So, you know, you give them those options and, and all of a sudden you've got, you know, kind of a an incentive for people to kind of travel and go to different tournaments. Yeah, yeah which I mean, is, which is one of the beauties of the U.S. Masters, I think, yep. is, is getting totally. that cross traffic. Yep. yep. Yeah, absolutely. I 
there'd be no way were, were I to have not known, you know, I mean, like, were I, were I to have known about Lady of the Lake before, there's no way I would have, there's no way I would have traveled. I wouldn't have known about it, wouldn't, wouldn't even fathom it. And that's, that's what we're most concerned about is like, we want to be able to still be involved in that kind of thing and be part of the communities, you know? So we, we don't want that to go. To well, and that's, and I, that's something that's funny is, is because, you know, we're in the age of the internet even then, like there are people that yeah, live, even then. Yeah. you know, and, and this, this is not to knock on anybody, but there are people that like are in our backyard that go, oh, I had no idea that, you know, even going back to Warhammer, like yep. that, that Lone Wolf or, or that Alamo was a thing. And you're like, how did you not know this? You're living in the same city as this thing. Yeah. I like, where, where are Dude, you guys playing that you've never heard of There's guys five miles from me and Mark that are playing Kings of War that had no clue yeah. that we even played until they started listening to our podcast. No clue. Wow. No clue. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, but that's, that's the thing is like masters does a better job of branching out and, and really getting the whole country galvanized to, to kind of, Hey, we're going to keep the community together. We're going to get together, you know, and somebody goes, oh, well, crap, I'm like, Jacob Berry's a, a perfect example. He's moving from California to Nashville, Tennessee. He posts up a lot of the guys that he's interacted with through Masters are like, hey, you know, have you looked at this, 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 and this? Like, here's where people game. Now he's not going into an empty environment. Now he's working his way into, you know, hey, I've, I'm working my way into a player base that's already existing. I'm not walking in and waiting around two years to figure out, oh, yeah, people play this game. So, right. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's so dude. much. It's so much more than just the event of the U.S. Masters. It's it's so much more. Well, and, and that and that's the whole thing is is people look at it as like, oh, it's just this big ass championship. Well, yes and no. Like for one weekend out of the year, yeah, it's about the championship. For the entire 365 days out of the year, it's about the community and people getting together and getting to know each other. And, you know, I've, I've made friends, friends, can't even talk. I've made (laughs) friends through masters that, you know, I never would have met if we hadn't done that where it's like, okay, cool. Everybody come out here and play. All right. Hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm, I'm from, you know, Ohio. Oh, wow. I've never met anybody from Ohio playing this game in my local meta, but you know, here's, here's you and me interacting. This is awesome. You know? Right. And, and that's, that's what the great thing about masters is. So. Uh, sorry to take a huge derailment out of Shiloh, but I just felt no. like we were we were doing such a good job of building up the community and talking about how good that was for for everybody, you know, bringing into well, like a national stage. I mean, yeah, we exactly. were we were we were going into Masters anyway. Exactly, that's what we're, we're going to cover real quick anyway. So, um, you know, this two weeks ago, uh, me, Mark, and Ryan, Doc and horror. That's how awesome of a podcast we are. All of us qualified straight <laughs> up for our masters for the region. So I'm a, I want to get Ryan's input first because he's going to break up halfway through here. And then it'll be funny. No, it's only stable until it's about beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Ryan, um, what was your take on masters? I know that. Uh, I know that we all had a little bit different take because we all had different opponents from different regions. So, you know, I, I think that it's probably most important, let alone not, not, not as much about the tournament, but, um, you know, as far as your, your take on 
the guys you talk to, what their feeling was, how they how they're currently playing, because obviously the Warhammer world's dead. Everybody there had the mm-hmm. same feeling of kind of fuck it. I'm just here to hang. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah. goes without saying. So I mean, how how did your weekend go at Masters? I had three games against guys from the Pacific Northwest. Um, nice. Caveat before all of this, awful at the Masters. I went in not playing since September. I did not win a game. I only lost two. But it was still a, an abyssal showing. I just I didn't care. Um, the Pacific Northwest guys I talked to didn't know what they were doing. The community, their community was really fractured. They had a lot of guys playing Infinity. Um, it really wasn't a tabletop ass battle system that they were playing. Um, which was very disappointing because I played against Ricky Fisher, who had what I thought was the best painted army there. He had a gorgeous orc and goblin army on a two by two by two giant freaking display board that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I I went into Alamo running Alamo as though it was going to be the wake Warhammer deserved, and playing the bottom tables at Masters that was the wake Warhammer deserved because we all kept talking about previous games we'd have, previous experiences, bad dice rolls, great dice rolls, amazing things we'd seen. There was a lot of reminiscing and less caring about the game as it was happening, especially as I got into game three when it was obvious none of us were in the running for anything but no one. (laughs) Nor zero fucks that were given, honestly. Yeah, I had a bag full of fucks that other people gave me so that I could have (laughs) some to give. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Masters, but... uh, but... Uh-oh. By day four, or four, the only thing that was keeping me going was the knowledge that I had Bill Curry in the morning and was going to just beat the living crap out of him. But and then, then he no-showed. Actually, yeah. I was Curry. matched up against Bill Curry, not you, so suck Yeah, and I had Bill Curry game five. Because you guys were both were voting ring that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was the only hope that kept me going. I really... By game four, I really w- I was going through the motions of playing the game. Yeah, and I think my opponents were going through the motions just a little bit more than I was. Um, but I had three rules questions over a five-game tournament. I'm a TO. I know the rule books really well. One of my questions was a scenario question, so that's that's sort of right, excused yeah. because. You know, it says panic an enemy unit. Well, can I panic my own unit by blowing up an iron blaster? Because I did. Right. And got bonus points for it, so that was fun. Enemy um, unit? And he said that he panicked Didn't himself? say enemy unit. It just said panic it, a unit. Oh, it did? Panic oh, okay. a unit. Yeah. Shit, I should have yeah. taken that one first. But, I was really good at that. By the it way, just... you know we're all Warhammer assholes because we we read every letter literally <laughs> that's how you know that is how <laughs> that's how you know it's we are warhammer I called, refugees <laughs> i called my kendall over and said i put on my to hat this is how i wrote the rule you said any unit panic a unit i panicked my own and of yeah, course yeah, kendall's gonna be like yeah dude obviously <laughs> was his one concession <laughs> yeah sure why not but that's sort of how my experience was. It was. It really felt like it was done, and everyone was glad it was done. Oh yeah, but I got the same. Most feeling. of my opponents didn't know what came next. Yeah, 
I I didn't I didn't get that feeling out of the room that they were glad it was done. Oh, I it did. seemed like some people should have been really playing on the bottom in tables, Mark. I was uh, yeah. Was. You were yeah. sorry. Oh, I was like right me. next to you the Mark entire time. Most certainly was playing on the bottom tables. <laughs> you finished four points above me in battle, Mark. Really? That uh-huh. well? And way below you in overall. Yeah. Uh huh. Paint, motherfucker, paint. Yep, the paint killed me. Mark, why don't you go ahead, man? I'll finish up on this. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I kind of covered some of that with Rob on uh, on the Counter yeah, yeah. podcast too, but um, you know, I'll, I'll go into my, to to my takeaways. Um, it did not feel as connected as it used to in other masters, and this has nothing to do with how it was run or this year or anything. Um, I, I think it was entirely around the location we were in, which it's Las Vegas. There was way too much going on for yeah. everybody to go. Yes. Hey, we're gonna go out and get burgers. You know, totally. at this place. Let's all thirty of us go. That yeah, no, did not didn't happen. happen. And and despite Everyone fragmented, yeah, and and despite a lot of our best efforts, where it was like, hey, I'm over here. You know, where are you guys at? Oh, we're over here. Oh, okay, cool. We may see. You Shit, in a we only bit. had half of our region with us when we went out, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that was frustrating too. Yeah, well, and and that's 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 kind of what I'm getting at. Is there's so much shit going on that even when Everybody's like, okay, we're going to go do this. You know, there's there's too much other stuff happening or some, you know, someone else goes, ah, I don't really want to get a cab out there. Like that sort of thing happens to where, all right, now it's just you and the three or four people that you're with kind of going new stuff. So that was kind of disappointing from a master's standpoint. Go, what, what was that? Go part of it. that may have been tied to the amount of significant others that were there. I, um, I think that has half something my to do opponents with it. had their wives or their girlfriends there, so yeah. you're sort of going at someone else's speed as well. Yeah, no, no, I I agree, but uh, you know, in our situation, our wives planned some stuff together and, and did their own things, and then we had established, okay, this is this is guys' masters' night. Like, if you guys want to come along, it's fine, but this is what we're all going to try and do with the group. And even when we try to do group stuff, it just kind of fell through. It felt like so again. This that's is. probably. I was just going to say that's probably having to do with the venue as well and the location because I don't think you had that many significant others coming to previous Masters, like heading out to Durham, North Carolina. Right, uh, right. Whereas Las Vegas, you know, a lot of wives and girlfriends <laughs> came along. Yeah, and, and, and I, I that think that's kind of that's that's kind of what I'm getting at, Chris. Is that you know if if it had been you know let's just say we've all we've all we've all done the North Carolina tournament. If yep. if we yep. had done it in North Carolina again, and we all took our wives, odds are our wives are going to go to us to you know to whatever Chinese restaurant or or Japanese restaurant barbecue or joint. or barbecue joint or the Q pit. <laughs> yeah, the Q pit was freaking great. Yes, it was. Um, but they closed way too early. Uh, you know, or or that uh that 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 uh that beer house that was across the street from the venue. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Odds are the wives are going to get up there. And and the whole reason is because there's not as much to do. But at Las Vegas, like all of a sudden, my wife wants to go to a you know she wants to go to a show. She wants to go to this. She wants to go to that. It was ziplining. All of a sudden, you know, everybody's just kind of you know scattered. Sure. So so that 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 was that. Um, I I think despite all of the hurdles and all the bullshit with people dropping and and people not showing up or whatever that John and and Hingel had to put up with that. It was a very smooth tournament. I, I didn't see a whole lot of arguments. I didn't see a whole lot of issues. The, the I, I saw one issue, 
that I kind of got roped into. And, you know, that, that was just a thing where I, I wasn't a part of the conversation. So I don't know what, what was said, who was heard and, and what was heard. So yeah, that was unfortunate. I, I, think that I was judgment around and I, I don't, you know, I don't blame either person for coming away from, from whatever, you know, thing they came out of. I, I can say that if it was Kings of War, it probably wouldn't have happened. It certainly wouldn't happen. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yep. That's wouldn't a fair a statement. Um, and then, uh, just, just, yeah, man, like actually going back and playing Warhammer after playing a lot of Kings of War, I just realized how sloppy that game was, which hundred percent. Yeah. It just, it just felt like I, I had everything positioned right in the movement phase, which is where I like to excel is, is movement. Cause you, you, if you mess that up, that's your fault. If you don't mess it up and you lock stuff down, you've done everything right. And I was locking stuff down perfectly. Like my opponent was trying to do these wheels and I was like, yeah, but that's five inches and you're a six inch wide unit. So that's not going to work. And he's like, oh damn, you're right. And I go, yeah, that's why I moved that way. And then sure enough, he would slam something in, something crazy would go off and, oh, look, oh, well, there goes half your line or something. Um, you know, that stuff just doesn't seem to happen in Kings of War as much. Um, and yeah, I, I don't miss the panic checks. That's for the, sure. Uh, the the panic <laughs> checks, uh, the, the crazy six dice spells, just just the, the crazy stuff that can happen. Where it's like, okay, well, I sucked my caster down the warp because I threw two sixes on two dice and then rolled, you know, this number One, on that, and then this happened. Three. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the odds of that happening are twice. Like, one in 72 twice and and i do it <laughs> twice. two consecutive games twice. on two dice twice yeah, yeah exactly um <laughs> i got three cannon shots from my iron blaster to work in five games what are you talking about exactly and it's that sort of stuff where you know despite your best efforts the, the odds just were not working um it just just old warhammer i just did not realize how sloppy of a game it was because that's all i've played and, you know, going back and, and playing that after playing a lot of Kings of War and playing a Kings of War tournament, I was just like, good Lord, I, I, I'm i I'm at a loss for words at how sloppy this game was. And, you know, Jeff, I was texting you a couple of times during the slow mm-hmm. moments of my game. And it was just like, man, there's a lot of sloppy stuff happening oh, here dude. for what's being considered as quote unquote Don't masters. Get me. Yeah, I, I know. But I mean. All that aside, Masters as as a concept and as a a running entity is the best thing that we've got going for everybody in the country to keep everybody together, to keep everybody the same mindset. You know, hey, we're all going to stay. We're all going to play this out. We're all going to be friends. Everybody's going to yeah, hang yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. So for, for, for that, I, I'm appreciative that I got to go for a third year, that, that we all got to see each other, that that happened just... I'm I'm ready for the gaming system to be changed, and you know, totally. as luck would have it, we we got the one that 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 I appreciate. You know, I've tried some of the other ones; they don't quite do it for me, but this one this one works. So, sorry that was a lot longer than no, yeah, no, you're you're good, dude. That was my master's experience. I I had a that lot and of shitty same. airline, shitty airline, yeah, shitty fucking airline. Oh, I'm not even gonna start on that because it's okay. I covered fuck it. Fuck me, in, dude. In Counter Charge. You want to <laughs> hear how shitty our flight was? Just go to Counter Charge. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! I tell you right now. <laughs> next time I go to a tournament and someone tells me I have to check my same bag that has literally gone on the airline, Don't start off with no less you. than ten times. I'm gonna fucking kill him. It's it, it's gonna happen. 
someone gonna get murdered in an airport, and I'm still gonna get on the plane. That's gonna happen. Okay. Uh, anyway, fuck you. you to a ticket agent's a bad Yeah, band. I literally said that. No, no, it wasn't fuck a ticket her. agent. It was it was a bag lady standing Dude, out, out oh front my of God. the. Uh... Bitch, like seriously, like Mark's wife takes this carry on that's like literally twice the size of my army bag mm-hmm. and just rolls past her. And she's just like, "Oh no, you're gonna have to try and shove yours into this thing." And I was like, "It fits. I've flown with it like ten times. It fits." Well, you're. I'm sorry, sir, but you're going to put it in here. And I was like, okay. So I gonna. I try to shove it in there. It's obviously been shrunk to to make it seem as though your bot bag can't fit. Because she gives me crap about it, and I go and I go. It will fit. It will fit. No problem. It's fully collapsible. It's full of foam. It will collapse. It's okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're going to have to check it. And I go. You're going to have to go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, literally said that to her. I was like, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go fuck yourself. So I go back up to the ticket counter. And, and lo and behold, I stick it into the other receptacle that's right there. And it slides in. No problem. And the, the chick's like, no, you don't, have to, you don't have to check it. Just go through. I don't care. I'm her manager. Just go through. Yeah, that, that little five-minute delay right there cost us missing our plane. So... Spoiler, you if you want. No, that... I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it was pretty oh bullshit. God. Yeah, that's how we met up with Ryan in LAX. Oh, God. So Howdy, that was in. worth the walk. Oh, my gosh, dude. I am cursed. Like, bitch, I take this bag on purpose, even though it doesn't fit all of my stuff, so that it will fit on a plane. That's what I take it for. I broke more shit trying to shove it into this stupid bin size thing. Just to show her that it fit, I broke more stuff than I broke putting it on a plane. It's ridiculous. It fit no problem. Um. Anyways, we get to we get to Vegas. We had a great time. Um. I, I ended up playing Meal on Game One, which was solid as hell because literally, like three days before we started, or two days before we started playing, I had no less than ten text messages from different people from everywhere in the country saying. Oh, dude, you're playing meal. Oh, uh oh, you're playing meal. And I go, hey, uh oh, he's playing me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I show up at the tournament, and he goes, oh, I'm really nervous about having to play you. And you know, da 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 da. And I was just like, oh, you know, it, whatever. Don't worry about it, type of a situation. And, and lo and behold, uh, it, it, when demons don't roll anywhere near even average, it's really bad for demons. So I won't go into exact specifics but uh the uh the the demon table picked up most of my army (laughs) most of my (laughs) army for me so that happened but um played a couple good games i got to play meal i got to play chris powell which was awesome um you know one of the pacific northwest guys um we had a really great game back and forth uh one of the he's one of the guys that's on top of doing kings he's like oh my god i can't wait i cannot wait to not have to deal with this shit anymore next year because kings am i right and we were just high-fiving across the table demons on demons one of those games and um you know i i took out of it a pretty good weekend i think um I think I probably only had one pretty dry game that I tried to, I, I really tried to have make him have a good game. I don't know that it succeeded. I, 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 uh, I finished pretty much middle of the pack. I, I got put up on the pedestal for the top four best painted armies. Obviously, I'm not gonna take that when Ryan shows up. Obviously, but um, 
uh, you know, just to be considered for a top four army at the Masters. Uh, you know, I that that's nice. That's really that's, that's pretty cool. awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, that was uh, one of the best top four armies I think we, I've seen at an event as well. Yeah, Between yeah. Between yours and Ricky's and Gabe's and mine, there were four yeah. absolutely stunning armies up there. Especially with all the damage that got done to mine on my on the way there. Um, so, so that was nice. Um, um, I, I tied for third best sports. I, I got a lot of sports votes. I got the best sports except for one of my votes or something like that. So that actually tied me with third. I uh, didn't take it for battle points wise. I took I took middle of the pack on battle points, pretty much what I expected to get because pretty much like Mark said, the feeling of the room was kind of like eh, fuck it. So you know, um, could have had some better luck, but what are you gonna do? It's it's Warhammer. Um, and like Mark said, uh, after playing, I I probably have the most Kings of War games out of out of all all three of us um combined um. You know, um, between Mark and and Ryan's games, I probably still have. I I would say maybe double the amount of games both of you together, but I I kept on trying to play Kings of War. Um, you know, I I kept on moving up even versus Meal. We played game one, and um, it was really a shock because we kept on trying to do these Kings of War style movements, and we're just like, oh shit. That, that was wrong. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and we kept apologizing back and forth because we kept on trying to play Kings of War, which which was really uh, hysterical. You should have just played Kings of War. We 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 talked about it, but <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't compute the same. Um, right. It it just didn't compute the same. Was the issue is I was like, oh man, I just wish we were playing Kings of War next year. So, um, same feeling pretty much throughout the field. I talked to a lot of people there. Um. A lot of people were excited about King's War. A couple people were just, oh, Ninth Age, Ninth Age, Ninth Age. And that's great. You know, if they wanted to play Ninth Age, then uh, I hope the best for them. And I hope that, you know, that they get the games that they're looking for. I just, for me, I, I, I can't. It's not for me. I can't. It's not for me. And, and for me, it's also, we're taking an existing community, fracturing it down into segments, and then saying, okay, well, you know, these couple of people are going to travel for a tournament. You know, it's just it's it's not my format. It's not a living format. It's not something that I can I can get behind at this point. And it's not something that's going to personally for me. It's, it doesn't rejuvenate the hobby. So this um, w- with Kings of War, it's something that uh, I'm really passionate about right now. I really can get behind it. And I have I actually have so many armies that I am super excited to get going that I don't have enough time to get all of them going at the same time. I'm working on different ones all at the same time. I'm I'm that energized about it. So um really excited to see how this season goes with everything. Really excited to travel to a couple tournaments and um really excited to maybe uh maybe make masters again next year. Um spoiler. Um I might be putting in a bid for hosting Masters next year. Um, I was going to ask you guys about that. Dallas I, is perfect. I'm I'm considering putting in a bid for hosting. So even if I qualify, either me or um, me or my um, my game club will consider doing the running portion of it. We can make it really cheap for people. Um, we can also provide uh, lots of good homebrew beer, really inexpensive, <laughs> really inexpensive um, lodging, um, really, ex- 
really inexpensive venue um, and centrally located to airport and I mean it's I mean it's it's gonna be a good ticket and it's gonna be hard to turn down um, so we'll see hopefully I'll be able to get that bid in and, and uh, if en if enough people are interested to come out here to Texas and play masters in Texas next year I'd, I'd really like to see everybody show up and uh, even if I qualify I might I might step back to uh, to just run that for everybody just to make put on a good tournament for everybody so um, other than that, um, I think that pretty much covers up Masters. Um, we I've got to one talk... more note on Masters. Sure, um, sure, sure. I was there early when we were doing setup, and I don't know if it was the venue, or I don't know if it was, it was the guys running LVO, but the way they were treating the TOs for Masters was really inexcusable. Um, oh, they came totally. down on I us for having you... outside food and drink, even though we yeah, had people on that wandering sure. through and throwing stuff away in our trash. Um, anytime you see your TOs digging through the trash and throwing out stuff so that they don't get yelled at, that's kind of a situation I don't want to see. And I'm, I'm very disappointed. I don't know if I'm disappointed at the venue or at Frontline Gaming who put it on, but I was really upset about that going on. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I was trying not to, like, straight up light them up, but, like, dude, that was really degrading. Like, I mean, and on top of that, like, we had people coming into it. Okay, so this this literally happened. So it, I'm not, I know not a lot of people were there just to spectate for the weekend, but this actually happened. There was 300-plus players in the in the actual normal gaming hall checking out all the other games that were going on 40k war machine all these other tournaments and stuff like that that were actually going on and they would migrate across the hallway to come see the warhammer fantasy tournament there there's actually three people that dropped out of tournaments in the main hall just to come watch the fantasy tournament because they said that we were so much fun to watch because we were having such a good time win or lose or anything like that. They just liked the aptitude of everybody that was in the room that they're just like, Oh my gosh, like this, I want to be here. I want to experience it. And, um, through even, even through that, like Ryan was saying is they would bring in outside food or alcohol or anything like that and be thrown away in the trash cans in there. And like the TO that's not even, part of the situation is like hey you guys can't have inside or outside drink or food or da 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 da, da because we can't deal with can't deal with you know having inside outside drinks you know because we could charge $15 a person or, or $15 a bottle or yada 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 so I thought, that, I thought that was pretty degrading but at the same time all the people that were that were migrating in and out of the tournament just to come watch us play because like Oh, these guys actually like to have a lot of fun. I think that's pretty awesome. Well, we had a staff of what two TOs doing all this stuff. They can't bother policing at the door. They'll bring outside food and drink. I'm not gonna say people didn't bring in outside stuff because that's the nature of any tournament I've ever been to. But for them to come in and say it over and over and kind of go down on the TOs for it instead of yelling at the players, just, that frustrated me. I was very disappointed by that. Yeah. I thought that, I thought it was pretty degrading as a you know as a TO to be like oh I gotta dig through the trash can and dig out bottles <laughs> you know what I mean uh, yeah but, as a TO I would turn around and go why don't you go fuck yourself yeah why don't you go yourself but you know being being a part of a tournament where they're just like oh yeah you know awesome like that 
that we were having that good of a time and that's that's what i that's that was my main concern is like i want to be at tournaments where people are having a good time and it's seen by everybody you know and they're just like oh i want to be part of this because these people are having a good time regardless of what they're playing yeah so well you guys you guys kind of touched on this a little bit but uh i i did want to ask when we were talking about the u.s masters you know how much talk of ninth age and things was there i know when i listened to uh john uh talk about mm-hmm. there will be another vote next year um to see what game we're going to be looking at for next year i guess uh i'm that that worried me just just a little bit i, I think kings of war will still win the vote but it worried me just a little bit because i was like well we kind of need to, to maintain some consistency to build up our our player base again, uh, and so I, I don't want to see a shifting around. Was there was there any thought that we would be shifting at all? There were a few people I talked to that were very very passionate pro ninth age that wanted to talk about moving forward in that direction, but I at least from my experience, I don't know if Jeff and Mark had different ones. They were very much the minority of the guys I was talking to. Okay. Yeah, I had the, I had the same feeling. Um, um, I, it was pretty I much did. one region. Is anybody else here running water? It's uh, car noise from Chris. Oh, okay. It's actually my furnace. Talks to us. It's oh, it's your furnace? Okay. It's, his, yeah. it's his furnace because it's so goddamn cold up there. I'm in my game room in my it's basement, okay. and the it's furnace okay. is like right next to my basement. I just game. want all the listeners to know what it was so that they didn't think I was taking a bath while I'm talking to you guys. See, right now it's about 15 degrees out, maybe. Oh, shit, dude. Damn. Nope, nope, so. nope, nope, nope. I'd fly home. <laughs> Anyways, but I, I, I got the same feeling. Um, you know, a lot of the guys I talked to were, oh my gosh, I can't wait. High five, Kings of War next year, because this randomness of this, that, or the other thing. I mean, I, n- I'm, I'm not trying to sound like, oh my god, woe is me type of thing, but I still finished middle of the pack after sucking my keeper down the hole twice on a two dice spell <laughs> for like some meaningless spell a two dice it double six and roll to sucker down the hole so that 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 happened you know i'm not i'm yeah. not gonna miss that i'm not gonna miss that in any way shape or form because let's be realistic that's not tactical i outplayed i would say 90 percent of the people that i had played that weekend i outplayed them by far but the, the amount of luck that was involved in that was absolutely insane. I mean, like uh, insane. And and I told I told Scott Holcomb that I would say this. So like my favorite week, my favorite games of the weekend were were playing Scott Holcomb and Fred Whitney on Friday in the Kings of War little mini tournament that we just played between ourselves. <laughs> so my favorite games for the weekend were technically the Kings of War games we played because they were more strategic than the rest of the weekend, to be fair. So uh can't can't wait, man. Next year we'll we'll figure things out, um, depending on where it's gonna get hosted and stuff, but I'm I'm pretty excited about it. So Yeah. No, me too. Yeah. So um but I mean to answer your question your question, Chris, but um honestly like I, I'm sure there will be a vote next year. I already know how the South will end up going because of the amount of support for it. So 
um, depending on where the other regions jump on and where they where they end up this year and um, you know where where they put their loyalties and that kind of a thing. Um, I, I feel like if people give uh, Kings of War the the chance that it deserves and stop looking at it as a supplemental um, Warhammer, right. yeah, if they stop looking Warhammer at it like, like that, it's not. Look, uh, and, and I'll be realistic, you know, the first 10 games I played, I was like, I was looking at it through the spectacle of, you know, oh, well, it's kind of like Warhammer because this, kind of like that, blah, blah, blah. Once I got past all that crap, and I just looked at it as, like, its own new game, like, oh my god, so much better, what a solid system, no no ambiguity, no rules questions, no sloppiness, because I'll tell you what, man, going back and playing at Masters this weekend, <laughs> like, regardless, these are Masters level players, and I promise you, like, I am a sporty freaking good dude, and I will I will let stuff slip all the time, and I still had to call people on shit. I was like, look, you're, you got, like, four more inches of movement out of that, dude. Like, <laughs> and I will let shit slip. No problem. Don't care. But, man, I mean, it was just, it was it was grotesque the way that people, I, I always play a super tight game. I, I try to play as tight as possible all the time. So every movement I do, I explain this is my intent. Da 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 da. da. Every time I every time I do something, but like, man, you don't have to have that in Kings. It's very straightforward. There's no grayness. It's black and white, man. It's very easy. So I'm I'm looking forward to that, man, and I'm looking forward to not having to keep on doing rules questions all the time. <laughs> so it'd be awesome. You're gonna miss the U.S. Masters FAQ though. No, oh, no, not actually in any way, shape, or form. I got screwed on that two years ago. I am not going to miss that thing. I'll tell you right now. Because I right did it now, right, Chris, and I got I, ruled against. I know you didn't have to show up this year, but, like, dude, I'll tell you right now, even the TOs at the Masters were sick of of masters forum questions because there was <laughs> there was one question that supported this way and one that supported that way one was from last year one was from the year before and it was like oh my gosh we we can't even answer a question accurately because there's there's proof for both ways within the own masters faq it's like oh my god like you don't need all of this. Like, there's no right. reason to have all these damn questions. Like, we're here to play a game, dude. Like, four up it, bro. Roll a dice. I don't care. <laughs> like, like I don't care to win that much. Like, I just don't, man. And that was kind of the feeling for the weekend. So, sure. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I think this next year is going to be really, really, really cool. Um, it with with the amount of with the amount of pumped that people are for kings and the the attitude that i perceived from the people that were really anxious to be done with this year's masters and could not could not wait i mean not just like okay cool it's masters but like could not wait for the first kings of war masters for the u.s like i mean chomping at the bit super excited about it so that's that is a great cool. that is great to see you know that kind of enthusiasm from from i would honestly say 
over two-thirds of the people that were there at Masters, maybe even more. I'm trying to be conservative conservative about it. So Nice. Well, yeah, that's good to so hear. It that's it good. is. It is. I think I think we're going the right direction and I and I and I, and I think we can make it uh what people are, are wanna scratch that itch for. So Sure. Awesome. Um speaking of speaking of all that, um Chris, you and Mark um, have been working pretty hard on a little gem for pretty much everybody in the United States to be able to take part in, and um, you know I'm not I'm not going to delay it anymore. I, we we've all been talking about it a little bit on the Masters, uh, not the Masters forum, but the TOs forum for the entire United States. Um, we all have a forum that we all talk about, you know, what our thoughts are. Um, and this is kind of a good place to air it. And Mark and Chris have kind of brainchilded this uh, this tournament throughout the entire United States on a one-day or two-day basis here. And um, we'll let them go over the thought process on it and where you guys can hop in to take part of it. And no matter where you are, anywhere in the United States, you can take part in it. Maybe even uh, Dan King when he gets his ass beat in Lone Wolf. You know, one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, Mark, <laughs> it, 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 I'm going to let you lead, and I'll uh, I'll fill in where I can. All right. So, uh, you know, this this kind of just came about as a sort of thing where we were just kind of shooting the shit on the forum, and uh, you know, I I don't I don't know exactly where the idea came out, but I was kind of like, you know, what if we had something because you know it's the internet you can connect immediately on stuff as long as you got wi-fi unlike ryan uh, hey. so maybe so maybe nice. maybe boston maybe boston is out do you, i don't know do you have to put it, Sorry, do, you have to put it do you have to put it on the line on the line uh and, and that, that's kind of where the idea was coming from because it was like you know I, I see all these people doing these one-day events and you know, unfortunately, in some cases, we have these larger events where they're on the same weekend and, uh, you know, not everybody can travel to them. So it was like, well, what do we do? You know, so why don't we just have a, an event where everybody's kind of playing the same scenarios? We all play it out for a day and everybody kind of reports their stuff in. And from there, that's where, you know, you, you kind of evaluate, well, you know, if if I'm if I'm in South Florida and somebody else is playing in you know Portland, Oregon, what's what's the difference? What what does it matter whether or not I do something? So we were like, well, then why don't we just come up with this this reward system where okay, cool. If if you're on the winning side um, for that event or for that round, you, you get some bonuses. So now you're actually playing for something, and not only are you playing for something, you're playing for something you know kind of locally too. So we were like, well, let's have local bonuses and, you know, universal bonuses based on that. And so, you know, we, we kind of kicked around that idea and we, we worked through some, some different options. Uh, you know, Chris and I met, I think it was like two weeks ago at this point, uh, maybe a week ago where we were just kind of going through, well, let's, what, what do we want to do for this scenario? And we were kind of talking through just large, um, kind of concepts of how do we want this storyline to play out and how is it going to affect everybody else and how can we interlude different players jumping into the mix because obviously if we're doing a tournament like on a on a local scale you could have like eight players well you know 
the entire thing's not going to be built around, well, this, this person versus that person. So it's going to be kind of a free-for-all thing happening. And so that's that's kind of where Chris and I came out on that. And and Chris, if you want to talk about the uh, the, the scenario crafting that we did, you know, I, I, I think it's a good sure. time for you to step in. Yeah. Um, I, well, how much do we want to give away? Uh, do we want to go into details on each of the scenarios or just kind of give an overview? I, I think because we haven't nailed down the scenarios just yet, I, I give kind of larger sure. overtones and then kind of, you know, just, just throw out there what some of the, the items may or may not be. And then we can kind of work from there. Cause obviously guys, this is for July 9th. Um, not everything's set in stone yet. There's still a lot of work to be done, but for the most part, I think we've got a really good foundation and it's yeah. February, you know? So, <laughs> right. Right. Well, the, uh, the idea, I, I look at it as more of a campaign day than a tournament day, uh, because it's, it's each game that is yeah. played is going to be building towards something down the road. And it's not a matter of, um, you know, keeping track of your wins and losses individually and things, but it's, it's, there's going to be a storyline behind it. And, uh, so our, our storyline that we were kind of, uh, coming up with is essentially there's, um, a past battle or something has, has taken place. And, uh, there's some, some, uh, artifacts of, of great renown left out there. And, uh, uh, an evil side and a good side is basically wanting to, to get to those to uh, tip the scales of balance. And so um, our goal is to play five games over the course of the day. Um, that might be adjustable, but I think we have a really good schedule in mind for it. And the, uh, the games will uh, start off relatively small, uh, you know, something like a thousand points or so, and uh, creep up to 1500 and then potentially to 2000. And, uh, and kind of build up over the course of the day. And the idea is uh, each, each area that wants to, I mean, this could be in, in somebody's basement with just two players. It can be uh, a venue like a game store that wants to pull together the event and have 8, 10, 20 players, however many they want to take part at their location. And everyone would be essentially on the same footing um, fighting good against evil. You take the new neutral armies and try to make the sides as even as possible uh, based on that. And then uh, report the results for each of the, the games. And we would track those results. And based on the region you're in, if, uh, if you're say uh, on the side of good and your, and the good won the majority of the, of the battles in your region for that turn, then the following scenario, you're going to get a bonus uh, for your region. And then nationally, um, whichever side happens to be ahead nationally going into that following turn, um, that side gets a bonus. So there's going to be both a national bonus and a regional bonus uh, heading into each, each scenario. Um, and I think they're going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we're, we're not just doing kill scenarios here. It's, it's uh, a variation on the scenarios out of the book uh, that fit kind of a uh, a storyline. And, uh, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I, what I'm most excited about is that we can, we can bring together not only, um, the competitive gamers that are tied into the U S master system, uh, and, and our GT system, but we can try to reach out to a lot of game stores and get the word out just for the cat, more casual gamers to take part in it as well. Uh, and I think that's, 
that's one of the beauties, I think, uh, of, of this coming together. And one of the critiques I've heard of the U.S. Masters in general has been that it's it's just all about um, all about winning and, and the really competitive players and things. And I, I, I'd like to see something like this happen where, you know, some U.S. Masters TOs and chairs uh, for regions are coming together and trying to bring our, our whole community as a nation together and something outside of the U.S. Master Tournament. So... I think it's going to be a blast. Um, the idea is we're, we're all going to be starting and finishing at the same time. So each time zone is going to kind of start at a different time um, so that we're all on the same page at the same time. I think right now we have um, the West Coast starting at 9 a.m. and going to 6 p.m. And uh, the East Coast starting at noon and going to 9 at night. And uh, then, of course, the two time zones in the middle there vary uh, from there. But um I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I don't want to give too much away because we, like Mark said, we don't have everything nailed down uh, yet, but we have a really good good foundation here. Uh, and everything's pretty much, I mean, if we wanted to say we could do this tomorrow, we probably could run off from what we have already. Uh, we just, I want to see a, a little more fleshed out and a little more details and maybe some, some fluff written about it. That'll be kind of fun. So. I don't know, did that cover what you wanted me to cover, Mark? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. I, I think, um, you know, as we meet in the future, we'll, we'll be able to kind of nail down, like, the fluff. Um, you actually had a really good baseline for most of the scenarios as we were kind of working into them and how the fluff would work. So I, I like that. I think if we can expound upon that, um, it, we'll be in a better better position um kind of like we were talking about we didn't want people to write to the scenarios for their different lists right so maybe we don't give away 100 percent of what the scenarios are maybe we do maybe we do um but just kind of give away some of the overtones uh you know on on future podcasts that we do but yeah uh i'm, I'm really excited to see where this thing goes to see if it's a if, if it's a viable product because this will take away a lot of the uh, a lot of the issues that people might have with oh well it's it's this weekend it's you know my kids playing soccer on Friday there's no way I can I can get out of town and, and be in a tournament you know in in Maryland on uh on Saturday sort of thing so maybe we can free up a little bit and, and do this once or twice a year maybe three times and and just have a, a big kind of you know celebration of of what Kings of War is which is kind of the idea is you know to to really show you know, despite what you may think you see online, there's a lot of people playing this all connected and the more connected we are, the, the better represented and, and the better uh, position that we, we play when it comes to sort of national things that we're doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you did. Yeah. yeah I mean, Jeff and Ryan. I'm, I'm super excited to, I'm super excited to be part of it. I, I'm pretty sure that either depending upon the local engagement from us that we will either go out to texas soy soldier and we'll participate in that format or um we will get our local game club of uh the dread moon fellowship uh to kind of get together for the day and 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 participate in that in that manner but and, um and I, and I know it's still super early but i i have kind of theorized an idea where both things happen where I have you kind of cover what happens out here and then, you know, me or you go out to Texas toy soldier and, and do the cool. alternate. So 
Yeah, I mean, that, regardless, that way we've I got mean, full span. Yeah, I mean, either which way, we can we can figure it out. But uh, I mean, I know that we will be participating in uh, North Texas in at least a ten-person entry for our area, um, whatever in in whatever fashion that. Yep. That shakes out to um, anywhere from ten to twenty people, perhaps. But um, I'm excited, man. It should be should be fun. I, I I'd like to be able to do something where we kind of like draft teams and stuff like that. Be good. Be pretty cool. <laughs> I think we'll so. probably have to do that in the next time around. Yeah. Um, you know, one one of the difficulties with that because Mark and I talked about that a little bit is is that right now um, participation throughout the different yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah, such you a, can always wind up with a weird number. Yeah, right? yeah, and and we don't know each other real well. I mean, it's because our community is kind of fractured, and we're absorbing, um, I guess, Kings of War, an existing Kings of War community into yep. our uh, uh, Warhammer refugee community, and then we have, well, just like any edition change of Warhammer, you have some people coming back to the game, right, 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 like the previous edition, and. Uh, so we're kind of all over the place with, with people. We're just trying to get to know each other. Um, and I, something like this is a great way to to start getting to know each other. So. Totally. Yep. I, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm down no matter what. I mean, I play every Thursday, <laughs> so sign me up for a Saturday thing for sure. Awesome. Well, the, the date we have pegged on this is you know July 9th. Yep. And uh, start put, I've been telling everybody to put that on their schedule. So uh, trying to get as many people involved as possible. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to a really, really strong turnout across the nation on it. All right. Everybody sign up for, for, for evil, because that's what I'm playing. So <laughs> naturally. <laughs> well, and, and that's the, that's the nice thing about uh, the, the setup is, you know, if you have five evil players and one good player in, in, in a local tournament, sure, yeah, you can still you slot just, them. You split the other two guys, that are evil into the good side, and now you've got good versus good, or, or exactly. good versus evil. Makes it three easy. Everybody can yep. play what they want to play. Yep. Yep. Right. As as long as you get even numbers, and if you if you have an odd number, you know, I I leave that on the local TO to either figure out give that person a buy or, you know, get a ringer. Right. Um, one of the two. Should it should bring a bunch of excitement, a lot of fun for everybody. Just hanging out, have a good day, and. uh, kind of support their support their team anywhere anywhere within the country so should be fun yeah thanks for cool. uh, coming up with the idea mark because i i will i've been giving you credit uh that it was your idea that you kind of posted out there and then it's just kind of morphed into this so it's it's pretty cool well it, it was it was just kind of a you know where, where you you get on that sort of forum and you just start talking about things and you're like hey well what if we try this so it i, I think it definitely evolved from everybody's input you know, everybody's interest. If everybody had said, no, it's a terrible idea, obviously we wouldn't be talking about it right now. So <laughs> right. Um, I, I think it's an evolution thing. So I don't think there's any one person that can say, oh yeah, this is, this is mine. This is, this is all my idea. Um, right. It's, it's a group enough. effort collectively. It's, it's gotta be a group effort because right. we're, we're going to have to be really precise on our times and reporting stuff in and, and nailing stuff down. So um, I, I'm just excited to see if we can actually pull it off. Cause I really think we can as, as efficient as most of the TOs in this area are as, as most of the TOs across the country are. Um, I, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to pull this off, you know? Right. Right. 
and it could be the next stage in gaming. You know, who knows? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> right. We might be playing tournaments via universal battles. <laughs> yeah, right. Like how how convenient would that be? Play play a GT out of the, the comfort of your own home. Right. right. You know, you, you spend the first day I, at your local, and then you spend the second day playing UB. I don't know. Right. We'll see. I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. I like. No, I, I yeah, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I like I like the the person to person interaction yeah. way right, more. Right. But um, but the capability is probably there. Yeah, it's <laughs> super convenient. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I mean, I think that'll close it out for the evening until we get around to some more topics. But, uh, Chris, man, we appreciate you coming on, uh, talking about Lady of the Lake. And, and, well, uh, thanks for having me. I apologize yeah, man. for my furnace going. Well, thanks for joining no. us. It was a treat to have you on. Uh, thanks, Ryan. It's just every time we hear that background noise, we'll just know how cold you are. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so cold. It's actually fairly so, warm for this time of year, but yeah. Right, right. Still cold enough well, for a furnace, apparently, though. Yeah, evidently. So. All right, well, guys. Thanks for having uh, me we'll Take it we'll easy. see you next time on another Beer Feast. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At BeerWog for Ryan, or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At Cap. AMR05 for Mark at the beer phase, all one word for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at the beer phase at gmail.com. That's the beer phase, all one word at gmail.com. Too kind, you've been thunderstruck.